0: We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging.
1: Just outside Manly, twenty here, Walker, Kiri around the back, great pass, Butcher. He's got turbo to beat. Lovely football from the Roosters. Max
2: And now, overnight scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
3: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. What a weekend so far it has been in sport. The footy's been great. The racing yesterday, Golden Sipper Day, fantastic. And we've got a huge show coming up over the next three hours. Thanks for listening to us. I'm Ray Thomas, joined... By my co-host Dean Ritchie. Dino, good morning and well, it has been a huge weekend of sport. Can I go back to, to Monday, the TPC Championship, Cameron Smith. He's shot on the 17th, the par three, the, the, that little green surrounded by the water. What a brave shot to win the what they call the fifth major and sort of set the tone for a huge week. Good morning, Dino.
4: Yeah, good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. Yes, yeah, certainly a wonderful victory over there for the, Mad keen Brisbane Broncos fan, yeah, he Cameron is, yeah. Smith, loves his Rugby League, loves his Queensland Maroons. But, gee, it was a good day yesterday, right? I sat on the sofa and I flicked around watching all the races. Uh, I watched all the Rugby League. I got in a bit of the Women's World Cup from New Zealand. Good run chase, the yeah. the Swans having a win over the Giants. So... Big day for sport yesterday, mm. right? I loved every second of it.
3: Well, so far in the NRL round two, we'll go back to Thurs to Thursday night's game, and that was a cliffhanger, wasn't it? Dino Storm fifteen, Rabbitohs fourteen in Golden Point on Friday. The Panthers twenty, Dragons sixteen at Coggerons, and then yesterday, also Friday night, the Roosters twenty six, the Seagulls twelve. Sam Walker had a terrific game there for the Roosters in the seven jumper, and yesterday the Titans twenty, Warriors is 18, the Sharks after the full-time siren, 18-16 over Parramatta, and the Cowboys, they were really good last night, 26-6 against the Raiders, they Yeah,
4: I was impressed by the Sharks, Ray, a last-minute try there to young Teague Wilton, Nico Hines, the new boy, Mm. kicking the goal after the siren to give his side a victory. Amazing scenes down there, I I love a team celebrating, Ray, but... Gee, the Sharks went off. And I'm thinking, it's only around two, but good luck to him. You know, it was a big win. Uh, and that was the first time they'd been back home in a long time. And uh, the PM was there, of course, cheering on his beloved Sharks as well. Yeah,
3: he was all dressed up too, wasn't he? And his Sharks paraphernalia, etc. But But good luck to him. The AFL is started, of course, in um, the, this year for the... First game was back on Wednesday night, and it was a grand final re- rematch, so to speak, of Melbourne and the Bulldogs, and the Demons won again 97-71. My man, the Blue Boys. How to win. Go out of the blocks. They were down by 20 points early in the last quarter. Won by 25, 101-76 against Richmond. Collingwood, 102, defeated St Kilda, 85 on Friday night. And yesterday, Dino, um, Geelong, very good, 138 against Eston and 72. You mentioned the Swannies, 141 to the Giants, 106. And Brisbane, I think they might go a long, long way this year. 80 over Port Adelaide, 69. Here we are. Hope
4: that Buddy might grab his one thousandth goal mm. at a core stadium last night. Ray wasn't to be kicked one goal yesterday, taking his tally now to nine nine six. Uh the Swans kicked seven successive goals in that mm. game, Ray, to come from behind to claim a big win. And for more reports, Ray, the Swans really building a brilliant young team. I think in commentary last night someone said that they've reinvented themselves behind everybody's backs. Mm. And uh, you know they are ready. You would imagine in the years to come to continue being one of the elite sides and, of the AFL.
3: And there was talk that Buddy Franklin set to. Um, continue playing for next year. Those contract talks will continue on for him, but he is a star and hopefully gets that 1000th goal next round. Three games to complete the opening round of the AFL Day Hawthorne take on North Melbourne, Adelaide versus Fremantle, West Coast versus Gold Coast. Back for the NRL Dino today. The Knights take on the Tigers. That's the four o'clock game, and the Doggies against the Broncos. It's been a good game, six o'clock.
4: Yeah, it should be a good game. The autumn. Doggies have given their fans. Hope after yeah. last week's gritty win over North Queensland, uh Kalen Ponger is out of that Newcastle side. Ray. It's we'll got duck a through those issue? yeah, we'll yeah. duck through those changes a little later on in the show, but big loss there for the Knights. Now, Ray, as I said, I watched the races yesterday and clearly you were there. Big crowd out there at Rose Hill. Mm. Five group ones. But Fireburn, geez, what a masterclass from Brenton Abdullah.
3: Oh, incredible effort. And, <coughs> you know, the Golden Sipper, obviously, it's 1,200 metres. So it's a dash for cash. And there's no margin for error because you've got less than 70 seconds. and it, you, Things can't go wrong in a Golden Sipper. Things went wrong for Fireburn yesterday. And Gary Portelli, who we'll have on the show um, in our second hour, he's been kind enough to come on the trainer. He, he sold out. Brenton Abdullah said he was just riding to try and. Get somewhere close to the placings and give connections a prize, man, because she suffered severe interference, as did a number of horses in the race, but into the straight. She started sneaking through along the inside. Gary Portelli thought, hang on a second. Brenton Abdullah thought 300 metres out, she was going to win this. And once she peeled off the back of Besta Bordeaux, she stormed past them and won brilliantly. It was a tremendous performance. Gary Portelli's second golden slipper. He trained She Will Reign in 2017. And Brenton Avdala, the comeback kid, it was fantastic stuff. He... Um, won his second Golden Sipper on Fibre, and he won on Esther jarb in 2018. But as we've mentioned previously on this show, Dino, he missed all of last spring with that horrible fall back in August at Ranwick. He suffered a, a very severe neck injury that at one stage looked like it could uh, potentially um, uh, end his career. He's made a fantastic comeback and great scenes there when he won the Golden Sipper.
4: Montefilia. Rolled hot favorite, very elegant in the but stakes. Mm. What did you make of that?
3: Yeah, full credit to Montefilia and very elegant. I thought on the home turn was looming up to win, but Montefilia just far too good. Beat very elegant by two lengths and beat a fair and square Dino. Very elegant normally is ex, you know excels on wet tracks, but I think even yesterday's testing conditions. Both Chris Waller and James McDonald, the trainer and jockey, are very good. Both thought the mare just wasn't at her absolute best in those really testing conditions. But again, Dino, full credit to the winner. She was too good.
4: Now, Profondo went hard all the way, Ray. But Animo, brilliant. Seven lengths in the end. Dominant performance in the Rose Hill Guineas. Yeah,
3: gee, it was good, Animo. And uh, Dino, you know, sometimes I I can get carried away, you know. You're excitable. (laughs) I know, but We love your passion, Raymond. I thought we saw... A, a, a champion yesterday. If he's not a champion yet, I think he will be by the end of autumn because that was exceptional. He wasn't just beating second rate. It's converged as the dual group one winner who had beaten Animo in the Randwick Guineas, but wow, he made him look second rate and obviously 2,000 metres is his wheelhouse. He He's an exceptional colt and we'll talk to James Cummings a little later in this hour about Animo.
4: Forbidden love. She's in superb form Huey Bowman. George ryder Stakes. Yep. Victory.
3: Too good. And you've got to give it to Richard and Michael Friedman for their placement of her. If you think back then when she won the guy, Walter Stakes, they weren't going to back her up in the Canterbury Stakes. They just Their plan was the Coolmore. Instead, they thought, change plan. They backed her up seven days later, got the group one in the Canterbury Stakes, then decided not to run in the Coolmore and gave for the George Riders. They've got it right every time. And she's a mare just in a rich vein of form at the moment. She's loving these wet tracks. Hugh Bowman rides her confidently, and she was just too good. Colette, much improved run. I thought Laws of Indices ran well to finish third. Now, what about this story? You know, I'm getting to <laughs> Shelby. Shelby
4: sixty six, the tab highway horse to Group One hero, rags to riches. This is Ray. Mm. Of course, she won the Furphy Galaxy. This is one of the great stories oh. of the year, if not the decade.
3: Yeah, incredible. Yeah, look, sh- um, just think five weeks ago he was he was getting beaten in Tab Highways. Here he is now, a Group 1 winner. He's $101 into $26 for the Everest. Dinner. They're talking the Everest about Shelby. Do you believe that? But look, seventh run in the last eight weekends, yeah, I believe. Five in a row. Wow. and. Look again. He's a, a horse who's thriving on these wet tracks. He excels on wet tracks. He was he was brilliant yesterday, and Danny Williams has obviously managed this horse magnificently and had him at his peak each and every Saturday. And the horse is just super confident and at the peak of his game. And Robbie Dolan swings and roundabouts in racing. He lost the ride on Profundo, took it on the chin. Um, you know, a lot of people were impressed with the way he handled that situation, and a bit of carmadino. You know, he. Gets the ride on Shelby 66, a lightweight in the Galaxy. Terrific ride and wins a Group 1. So, well done to Robbie. Great days racing all round Dino.
4: And we'll just duck down to Melbourne for the All-Star Mile. Zaki, what a star, Ray. Wins yeah. simply too good 11th career victory. Yeah,
3: he's a good horse, isn't he, Zaki? And well done, Annabelle Nisham. They target the All-Star Mile second up. He was too good. What it does do, Dino, is sets up the Queen Elizabeth Stakes on April 9, which I think could turn out to be the race of the season because that's where Montefilia goes next. It's most likely Very Elegant will go there next. Animo, that's his main autumn carnival target. You've got Zaki in great form. What a race that'll be on day two of the championships.
4: Ray, comprehensive as always in terms of racing. Can I duck back to rugby league?
3: Yes. Oh, you, you know what you, I, There's something you want to get off the chest, isn't there? There is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Richie's Rant
1: i as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. You, you cannot be serious. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
4: I love that <laughs> intro, Ray. Why well, you game, my friend? Oh, I love it. <laughs> You've got the stage, okay? <laughs> Penalties, referees, bunkers. I- I've had enough. <laughs> Everyone's had enough, right? <laughs> I am over the nitpicking, soft, unnecessary tries.
3: Where's this come from? Victor Radley's...
4: Victor Radley. Jaden Sewer, firstly. Gets sin-binned for a tackle he could not pull out of on Sean O'Sullivan. Saints versus Panthers. That cost the Dragons any chance. I agree with that. Victor Mm. Radley penalised for a nothing. A nudge in the back, for goodness Mm. sake. The Warriors, a try yesterday, was pulled back. It could well have been a try. Look, Ray, rules are rules. But they are making it harder and harder tries to be allowed. They are doing everything they can in this day, game of ours to deny tries. What is happening to Rugby League, right? Mm. I put a poll up on Twitter yesterday. 90% say the bunker and referee are having too much say in our game. I implore the NRL to stop the referees constantly interfering and trying to find reasons to penalise and block. Tell the bunker... To stay out of our lives unnecessarily, officialdom <laughs> ruined rugby. It ruined Rugby Union, right mm. It's a shot duck. Please, I beg you, don't let Rugby League go down the same path.
3: Are you okay now? Do
4: you feel, I feel better, feel better now. Better. <laughs> oh, Ray, I'm over it. I, I Every it... time we turn on the telly, there's a referee yeah. stopping the game for some ridiculous, childish push in the back.
3: For goodness sake, it's a contact sport. Let them play the bloody game. But Dino, just calm down. You've had your rant. That's good. But I think a lot of people will be in agreement with you. So call us on thirteen fifty three fifty three 53 53 SMS 0419 If you agree with Dino that at times you just want the best referee is the one you don't notice, Dino, isn't it? Correct. Same with the bunker. Uh, Peaky Pete. G'day boys, had the pleasure of meeting Ray yesterday at Rosewood. As discussed, it was a great day's racing. However, I think the highlight was when Shelby 66 poked his nose in front to win and the roar from the punters was outstanding. Picky Pete, met him yesterday, really nice fella and one of many people who really enjoyed great day's racing, Dino.
4: They panned to the Grandstand a few times yesterday, Ray, and it looked packed. It looked yeah. like it was... I dare say, like the old days.
3: Yeah, and uh, given that the, it was pouring rain most of the morning, I reckon that probably took 5,000 away. I didn't get an official crowd. I think it was up towards 14,000. So I think overall the club would have been happy with that given the, the the weather was not on the club side Friday night into Saturday, Dino. Now,
4: Ray, a couple of weeks ago I had a rant mm-hmm. about Alexander Zarev. yes. Mm. I see our friend Nick Kyrgios swart the chair umpire, got involved mm. in a verbal stoush, smashed his racket on the ground, it almost hit a ball boy, and now he's come out and apologised. repeat what I said, when they keep hitting these mm. prima donnas with feathers for fines, this behaviour is going to continue. Until they say, right, take a hike, get out of the game for a year, then these players on this tennis circuit might start mm. Behaving and treating the game with the
3: respect it deserves. Yeah, 100% right. When Zvairi just got a fine for that. If that didn't deserve some sort of a suspension, then what does, Dino? He he attacked an umpire. He hit him on the foot. You can't do that. Kirios smashed
4: his racket, Ray. It was It flew in the air, and the poor ball boy had to take a step to the left or the right... To miss being hit in the Good. head, it, they just that's don't, almost
3: assault. The penalties for these pampered tennis players, just it's just too light. You're right, feather duster stuff. Shane from Butterham's chimed in. Hi, guys. I'll give you the inside of the form of Shelby. The fact is I backed it when it got beaten in the highway, and I haven't backed it since. But Danny Williams seems like a great bloke, so I won't back it again. <laughs> well done,
4: Good Shane. man, Shane. Yeah. Ray's texting two boys. Hey, men, love the show. Stand out, Dino Rant, and mm. totally agree. So uh, I'm glad you're supporting me there. I Randy. reckon
3: a lot of people will agree with you, Dino, because, as I said, the best referee or umpire of any sport is the ones you don't notice. Now, yesterday, Dino, you made mention of Montefilia beating Very Elegant. Gordon from Yorimba's chimed in. He's, he said, no way can you call Very Elegant a champion because um, Animo and Zaki will handle her no problem at all when we get to the, the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Everyone's entitled in opinion, but very elegant to me is a champion because she's won from 1,400 to 3,200. Weight for age, handicaps, wet or dry. Not every horse winks or black caviar. They're not machines. They don't win all the time. But um, that's the debate, and we'll go towards the QE, knowing this great clash is going to come up. But Montefilia, the, this race has a history of producing upset results, know The biggest upset... In Australian racing history, came in the Ranvet when it was called the Rawson Stakes back in 1939. Three horse field, Ajax was 40 to 1 on, going for his 19th consecutive win, and the 33 to 1 outsider Spear Chief went straight past him. Complete mystery to this day how he got beaten that day. It wasn't, wasn't quite in the realms of an Ajax upset, but Barry Ligon's defeat yesterday was a shock. Hence, our talk topic today is great upsets in sport, inspired by my co-host, Dean Ritchie.
4: Well, actually inspired by a result overnight as well, To Toulouse, the newcomers, mm-hmm. the French-based side in the English Super League, in week, I think it's three over there, have managed to bowl over St Helens, who have won three successive mm. premierships. The absolute glamour boys of the English Super League. It's being described as the biggest shock victory in Super League history. To lose twenty-two, St Helens twenty. So, wow. As you just preempted, Ray. Let's talk about great upsets in sporting history. Mm-hmm. That's our talk topic for today. You can open the betting. Well, Ray. How could I go past 1969? I was just one. I was only a little tacker. But you remember that Balmain, who were the heavy underdogs, Souths mm-hmm. were 11-2 to favourites from memory back in 69. And they bowled over the Balmain Tigers uh, 11 points. Sorry, Balmain Tigers bowled over South, I should yes. say, 11 mm-hmm. points to 2. Sid Williams, the great Tigers winger, scoring in the old Paddington Hill corner to give Balmain the biggest upset in Rugby League Grand Final history. I'll go the
3: Tigers over the Bunnies in 69. Denied the Rabbits winning five in a row, didn't it? Correct. They? That one. Correct. Um, you know, I love my boxing. There's been some massive upsets in boxing. None more so than the day James Buster Douglas defeated the then, or the, the then unbeaten at the time, Mike Tyson, who everyone thought was just unbeatable. And the knockout of of Mike Tyson by James Buster Douglas I still can't get my head around that to this day, do Tokyo. I? It was, yeah, yeah, and that was back 1989, I think, by memory. I'm just calling it up now. It was a 42 to 1 underdog, nine ninety in a two horse race. 42 to 1 underdog.
4: Tyson was unbeatable up to that yeah. fight, Ray, but he just, there were signs there that he wasn't putting in mm. like he used to. He'd split with a couple of trainers. And there were just a couple of signs there that things were starting to unravel slightly, mm. and that day confirmed that Tyson yeah. was, in fact, mortal.
3: Well, that's our talk topic. It's greatest upsets in sport. Dino's had his rant. Plenty of people want to have their say. We'll come back after this break with um, a few of your thoughts on Dino's rant. Listen to Dino and Rowan, on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
5: What a spectacle. It's in the history
6: books. Out wide Traverse running on. Danish Prince back to the far side. Sally pops 125 to run. Clear from Traverse who's gunning out after it late. Sally
7: pops in front. Still in front and home. Sally pops does it all all of the way
8: lighthouse the greys digging in and lighthouse moved up to expat clear from mirror vision and promises success but lighthouse she's drawn clear here in the
1: cool classic and lighthouse way too good it's king of swing 100 meters left to go he's holding rivals at the moment it's king of swing it's going to be a triple treat a miracle three-peat and what a way to bow out king of swing
9: own the moment Sky Sports Radio.
5: It's my life. Race into autumn with the Royal Musselbrook Cup Day, Friday, April 1, featuring the Royal Musselbrook Gold Cup. Enjoy exhilarating horse racing, plus fashions on the field, great entertainment and quality food. Get your tickets now at musselbrookraceclub.com.au.
10: Very funny, guys. (laughs) Oh, come on, mate. Let me in the car.
11: Get in. While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock again. Yeah, yeah, real fun. Tab, long may we play.
0: Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Footy season is back and you'll never miss a moment with KO Sports. The team you love, every game of every round live and ad break free in play. Unstoppable! Yep, no ad breaks while the game is on.
12: How about that?
0: You to KO, start your free trial today.
5: Who got away much quicker and up, Lutard is storming up the hill, six, seven legs clear in the hands of Rachel Blackmore.
12: She won the champion hurdle on Tuesday, the Grand National last year, and now it's the Gold Cup. Up, Lutard, a runaway winner from Mideley Endo
3: in second place.
2: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the big sports breakfast weekend.
3: Welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. That was the Cheltenham Gold Cup, our time yesterday morning. Rachel Blackmore, who's just a phenomenon in English jumps racing, wins on a Plutar. She's the first woman jockey to win the Cheltenham Gold Cup, one of the most prestigious races in the English and British jumps circuit. She won the Grand National last year. She also won the champion hurdle on the unbeaten Honeysuckle, earlier in the Cheltenham Gold Cup Carnival. Remarkable sportsperson, Rachel Blackmore. Massive win for her yesterday. It's race replay time, Dino, but before we go into them, a couple of SMSs on our talk topic. Yeah, Craig's text in saying, Bulldog is
4: right. I messaged him on social media on Friday night. I'm a Panthers fan, but both those sin bins were embarrassing for the game. It keeps shooting itself in the foot. Michael texts in, good morning, team Dino. You are bloody right. Our game in the last two years has started to excel. I've just lost my way here, Ray. Mm-hmm. But these referees are pulling back the game every single week. Uh, and here's another one, Rob from Goldman. Hey, Dino, what about the rubbish penalties on Thursday night as well as the disallowed tries? So certainly the punters are getting fed up, Ray, with this ongoing debacle of the yeah. referees sticking their nose into our game.
3: Do your job, but do it quietly and then rack off. Even even producer Steve's worried about you at the moment, Dino. <laughs> well, Steven <laughs> in Coming off
4: a long run. Stephen in Totally agree with Richie's <laughs> rant. Referees have killed rugby and are well in the process of doing the same with our great game.
3: Uh, uh, mate, you've got people talking. Also, our talk topic. You'll love this one, Dino, and I hope our listeners do. Gaza from Lumia has chimed in. Morning, boys and Tanya. Mike, great upset in sport was... When Western Division won the Amco B- Cup back in the seventies with TV Ted Ellery, did, was it Penworth they played in the grand they final? Did. That's right, Penworth were the chocolate soldiers in those Correct. days. And nineteen seventy-four, I think it was. That's right, yeah, TV Ted AMCO Ellery Cup. It was fantastic.
4: Mudgy Bronco also quickly right. The biggest upset
3: would have to be Stephen Bradbury oh, at yes. the Winter Olympics. A million to one and got up. Okay, smorgasbord of. Big time racing at Rose Hill yesterday. The first of the group ones was the Ranvet Stakes. Montefilia, too good for Very Elegant.
8: Angel of Truth lays it down to On Tottenham. gets going at a length and a half further the back to Very Elegant. Monophelia races to the lead of the 350 by a length on Very Elegant is drifting a bit, in a bit under pressure. is going great guns. Is she going to cause the upset? is fending off there, Very Elegant. And Montefilia draws clear here in the ram, for a fourth Group 1 victory, and she's claimed a big scalp today. Modophilia by a length and three quarters to Very Elegant. Six lengths to Angela Truth.
3: Again... Yeah, she was just too good for Very ele- Elegant. Both mares likely to have a return clash in the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. And one of the horses they're likely to meet that day at Ramacol on April 9 is an emerging champion. Rose Hill Guineas, stand up and watch this horse. His name, Animo
8: as they come up to the home turn now and it's Profondo and Animo toe for toe at the top of the straight, Profondo in front from Animo, two links to Converge Animo's getting serious now and he said ta-da to Profondo, away goes Animo in the Rose Hill Guineas, he's well clear, Converge is trying to run into second place, he probably will at the end, but this is the best of Animo today, a brilliant performance in the Rose Hill Guineas, won it by seven links, Converge second, forgot you,
4: third, not sure who got carried away more over Animo, <laughs> Darren Flindell or Ray <laughs> No,
3: he, he was very, very good. I love
4: your excitement, um, I love your
3: enthusiasm. No, it's just great when you see something, you know, you're watching something pretty special. And I think we did see that yesterday. And and we'll talk to James Cummings very shortly about a Colt who is just a outstanding racehorse. On to the George Rider Stakes, talking about outstanding racehorses. This mare's just in the world's best form the George Rider forbidden love
8: Laws of Indices races to the lead Forbidden Love's giving chase now Colette goes back to the inside And down the outside, Banker's Choice It's Forbidden Love, tackling for the lead Forbidden Love put the head in front Banker's Choice is running on well the outside But Forbidden Love's drawn a length and a half Clear, Colette the inside Laws of Indices fights on But there's another one for Forbidden Love She's in grand form and goes on to win the George Ryder By a length and a half, Colette Laws of Indices has run a cracker third Followed then by...
3: Yeah, she's just too good Forbidden Love, and she'll go on to the Doncaster Mile now. Dino, where she's got just 50 kilos, can't be penalised for her win yesterday. And the Freedman's trying to get Jamie Carr to ride Forbidden Love in the Doncaster under the Golden Slipper. It was mayhem from the start for Fireburn. Copped plenty of interference, but Fireburn was just too good.
8: Best of Bordeaux swings in front by length on Dormier. Then came Sweet Ride from Lady Laguna. Cool and being called upon running on. Best of Bordeaux just in front of Dormier, but Cool and giving chase. Best of Bordeaux bravely in the lead from Cool and Coming through is Fireburn with a big run off the fence, and Fireburn charges home and gives Gary Portelli second golden sliver. Fireburn beat Best of Bordeaux and Cool and Gatter third.
3: A oh, great call, Darren Flindell. He's, he's picked up Fireburn bursting through there, Dino. And she was outstanding beating Best of Bordeaux and Kuhlengadda. Cool and we'll talk to trainer Gary Portelli very shortly. Shortly on to the Galaxy. Dino's favourite horse, Shelby 66
8: into the straight and it's in the Congo from in second position Malkovich, big parade and then came further back to Isotope away game, overpass looking for an inside run, Shelby 66 into the clear, it's in the Congo from Big Parade, Shelby 66 is coming after them, Shelby 66 goes after Big Parade in the Congo fighting on Shelby 66 put the nose in front, wow! From the highway horse to group one hero today, Shelby 66 Beat Big Parade and in the Congo. Followed by Brooklyn
3: Hustle. It's amazing, isn't it, Dino? From a highway horse to a Group 1 Galaxy. Good on Shelby 66, Danny Williams and Robbie Dolan. Flemington, the all-star mile, talking of good horses. Annabelle Neesham, star Zaki inspirational girl, trying
5: to wind up, six off the lead, Zaki went to the front, 300 metres to go, put up two legs, Streets of Avalon, pinstriped. I'm Thunderstruck, late then, call sign Mav, Zaki with 150 to go from Streets of Avalon, I'm Thunderstruck, but it's Zaki clear, 50 metres to go, Zaki, a star, an all-star mile winner, scored a length and a quarter, second, I'm Thunderstruck, Streets of Avalon, they were followed by Mr.
3: Brighton, yeah, and that's for Gordon from Urimba. We we're always going to replay Zaki, and that sets up the Quintus mistakes on April 9, Dino. I think this could be the race of the season. Plenty of people want to have their say. I dare say they want to have their say on your talk topic. Well, Richie's rant, Dino. Here's Craig on the line. Oh, sorry, Wagga Rooster is on the line. Wagga Rooster, good morning. Morning, gentlemen. How are you? Terrific, mate. What do you got for us? Wagga Rooster. Well... Look, I was at the
6: course yesterday, fantastic day. Yeah. Animo by five, incredible. Yeah. But uh, just jumping on to Dino's thoughts about the referees, we keep forgetting the reason why umpires from afar were brought in, and that was to save the howler. But now they're turning the most basic things into howlers by their over...
13: Uh, oversight of the game, which is just too
3: prescriptive and doesn't have an to for the game. So I'm 100% with you. Great point, Wagga Yeah,
4: Wagga there's a little bit of common sense in this. There's a little mm. bit of, you know, do we have to go upstairs for everything? Do we have to look at every try? Do we have to try and deny every try? It was mm. supposed to be a sellout yesterday at Cronulla. They got 11,000. So, you know, I can't yeah. help but think, you mm. know, are the fans starting to say something here? And if they are saying something, who is listening? I
13: well, I'd agree, Daniel. I actually am of the opinion that because they, um, in, in oversubscribing and over-referring the game, they've slowed it right down, which is what the fans don't want. Here's one suggestion how you gets speed up. You go to a try. Do not ask the referee to go upstairs. Get them to make a decision. If they err on the side of the attacking team, like we do in cricket, you give the try.
6: And if it's a howler, it can be overturned between then and when the goalkeeper takes their kick. Watch the game speed up, Ben, because I'll
4: be keen to take that kick. Yeah, 100%, Wagga Rooster. Look, it's it's a real worry for me because I don't want this great game of ours to go back at notch or two. Alex from Edelong Beach. Dean, thanks for your rant this morning about nitpicking by officials.
3: Please keep it up. Mm. Well done, Dean. You've got people fired up here. We'll take a quick break because coming up next, Godolphins, James Cummings. Sky
2: Sports Radio, number one in racing, heard throughout the state, including Bombala, 90.9 FM, Griffith, 87.6 FM, Fredbo, 106.9 FM, and Lake Carjeligo, 87.6 FM.
14: Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with a huge range of pants, boots and high-vis gear. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G and stand out in the crowd. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Fuse by King G, now in store.
15: There's a prestigious day where the best horses race, the star Doncaster Mile and the Bentley Australian Derby in all their grace. Guests in black and white from head to toe, four historic Group 1 races and a dazzling show. The Star Championships Day 1 featuring world-class racing, the new wing stand and a show-stopping live performance by Shepard. This is where stories are made. April 2 at Royal Randwick. Book now at theracers.com.au.
5: Race into autumn with the Royal Musselbrook Cup Day, Friday, April 1, featuring the Royal Musselbrook Gold Cup. Enjoy exhilarating horse racing, plus fashions on the field, great entertainment and quality food. Get your tickets now at musclebrookraceclub.com.au.
10: Very funny, guys. (laughs) Oh, come on, mate. Let me in the car.
11: Get in. in. While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win, or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock again. Yeah, yeah, real fun. Tab, long where we play.
0: Excludes WA residents, available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds, difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's help. 1-800-858-858.
4: The footy season is back and you'll never miss a moment with KO Sports, a team you love every game of every round, live and ad break free in play. And after some cracking performances in the opening games, we finish off the round this afternoon with the Knights taking on the Tigers and then the Bulldogs face off against the Broncos, exclusively on Fox League, available on KO. New to KO, start your free trial today.
8: Animo's getting serious now, and he said ta-da to Profondo. Away goes Animo in the Rose Hill Guineas. He's well clear. Converse is trying to run into second place. He probably will at the end, but this is the best of Animo today. A brilliant performance in the Rose Hill Guineas, won it by Seven lengths. Converse second, forgot you third.
2: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
3: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. And that was Animo. Just, what are you laughing at,
4: Dino? I'm laughing at the TV in the studio here, where they're doing some interviews, some oh, yeah. Rose Hill yesterday. And there's you. Yeah. But your hair's all going in the wind. I don't know what's going to happen to it. Yeah, uh, might need a haircut. It's not going to fly off, is it? Might need a haircut. Fly. Off.
3: <laughs> I think I need a haircut. Can you Dino?
4: categorically say that's not a wig? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, can yeah, I well. pull it now? Yeah, to you double can check. Pull it
3: now. No, that's true. It's stuck (laughs) on. Teach you're a hard man, Dino. Hey, Dino, I know I've sort of gone overboard a bit about Animo, but I do think we saw a really special performance yesterday. His trainer, James Cummings, has been good enough to join us bright and early on a Sunday morning. James, good morning. And I was telling Dino, sometimes you just see something in sport that takes your breath away, and Animo did yesterday. Good morning, James.
16: Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Dino. Yes, it was something of a highlight something of a highlight for our season so far seeing him let down and perform so strongly like that in the Roio guineas we haven't been uh, we haven't been uh, quite able just to see the absolute best of his potential yet uh, and uh, um, um, when when it when it comes to his perhaps when it comes to his autumn campaign and and yet we were able to see it yesterday which was really satisfying for everybody to enjoy
3: uh, it was something to enjoy here's a cult James that was placed in a Blue Diamond, placed in a Golden Slipper, arguably could have won either or both, Um, won a size. In the spring, he won a Caulfield Guineas, was unlucky running second in a Golden Rose and second in a Cox Plate. Here he is in the autumn of his three-year-old season, winning a Rose Hill Guineas at 2,000 metres. A Colt as good as Animo, it's rare in modern-day racing.
16: Yeah, well, I agree. I mean, he's got... uh He's got, you know, because he's such a pure athlete, he's been capable of targeting all of those races and and running well in all in all of them. And mm. and, and and I suppose for that, we're very grateful that he's trying to Sheikh Mohammed has a horse that's good at this. That he can, he can, that he, can um, he can enjoy he can enjoy a horse that's got this sort of this sort of um, um, uh, this potential range of, of targets. But you know, there's another thing that goes hand in hand with that, and that is. That everybody that has needed to um, remain needed to remain measured and and Mm. keep their keep keep their um, keep sort of expectations um, from getting the better of them, and and that's a difficult thing to do because the horse has been so close in these big group ones, and and so it's so so easy to just rue the losses and not enjoy the win, Um, but we stuck to the course um, and we. We um, continue to have faith in the horse himself. He's, um, you know, he's been telling us all preparation that this is the path that he needed to be set on. Um, and in my, to my eye, he's been racing like a, he's been racing like a middle distance horse, just crying out, yeah. crying out to get to this journey. Uh, and yet, when he was racing first up in January, he was very fresh and very above himself. He was a bit the same even in the Hobart Bill where. He had a narrow but decisive victory, and I remember even the second jockey Willie Pike said that even though I got close to Anamo on Hill Al, you know there was no getting past him that day. Mm-hmm. And all preparation he's been, um, he's been promising that he's building up to this sort of level, and uh, and it's you know it's just it's just really satisfying for the whole team to see him get up to this level and perform so strongly in the Rosal Guineas.
4: James, if Animo stays in training for next season, is he the type of horse you could showcase on the world stage?
16: Well, you know, he's the type of horse that we could set for an Everest or we could set him for a Cox Plate. And the, the, that, that's that's the, that's the truth of it, and um, there wouldn't be too many horses around that fit that description. I mean, he's he's a he's a he's a remarkably well-bred horse, um, but. It, but not many horses are capable of throwing to the best of their pedigrees at both, you know, both ends. So he's by Street Boss, who was a very, very good six, seven furlong horse who liked to sit off speed, and yet he's out of a um, he's out of a, a, an Oaks winner. Mm. Um, admittedly, she, she only got up to two thousand metres, animato but um, an Oaks winner nonetheless, and he's showing all the depth of that that pedigree. Um, when we step him out, and that's why he's been capable of winning a Mersin Cooper and a Todman and placing second in a Golden Slipper. And as you said, Ray, third in a diamond. I mean, that's remarkable. And then he, he's able to walk in the AJC size and look like a Cox Plate horse. Yeah. And he just got touched off in a Cox Plate. Ten years ago, you wouldn't have bumped into an Irish horse in a Cox Plate, mm-hmm. you know, travel halfway around the world to beat you. So, like he would have beaten the best horse in the country very elegant that, that afternoon so he's a he's a, he's a he's a really amazing horse would we would we um, use the opportunity to travel him around the world well you know what he's good enough to do it and the other thing about traveling horse like like animal is in Australia when you run into group one the stewards expect you um, for the integrity of the, the day they expect you to have your horses there about three hours before the race. That's a long time for a colt in the springtime or a colt you know just coming out of a breeding season and, and, and that, that can have an impact on a horse like him. But in Europe you know these horses are, are able to get on course and race. I've been told something something a a lot, clo- lot closer to an hour than three hours. And that sort of thing does make a difference when you're managing the your horses, but that's only a small point. Mm. I just would imagine that no matter no matter what horses he was coming up against, I think that form that he brings from his three year old season would match would match up with any form around the world
3: yeah it's an exciting prospect if if that does come to pass but what about the immediate future, James? Yesterday you took um, the media by surprise when obviously the Quinnsworth mistakes is the main target April 9, but you suggested he may need another run prior and you mentioned the Tancred and the Derby as possibilities. Overnight, have you given that much more thought and will we see Animo again before April 9?
16: Well, it's possible. Um, we, we'll see how he is and how he comes out to work tomorrow. Um, I, think he's ta- I think he's pulled up to my eyes, immediately after the run, I mean, he cast a, a hind plate. But immediately after the run, he looked fantastic. He was, it was such a, it was such a soft victory for the mm. horse that, in fact, he actually looked like he'd, he'd hardly been around. And he took the run really well. I mean, the horse is now full of confidence. He's 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 fully fit, and uh, and and you know he's 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 really taking his racing beautifully at the moment. But um, whether he needs another one, well, it was, it was my first. It was my first instinct, having appreciated how easy the race was for the horse. And and uh, and you've got to remember that if you're now going into a very very tough wait for age weight for age race, I mean he's likely to meet very elegant, who's been toughing it out with Montefilia there in the Randet, um, and. There's no doubt they would have run more solidly throughout in their race, but I don't think they would have worried Animo if the pace had been a little more solid in the Rosial Guineas. Mm. That certainly wouldn't have brought him undone. But you've also got to take on Zaki, who's just beaten, you know, he's just beaten a very, very deep weight for age field in the All Star mile. And don't forget the Australian Cup winner who who, who, who walked in due ace, my brother's horse, yeah. the yeah. weekend before. I mean that horse couldn't have looked any more impressive, and and there's and there's think it over behind it. All these horses, these are talking about top some race. So so it's not gonna look, it's not gonna look like um, anything less than the race of the carnival, the Queen Elizabeth, and mm. he's going to need to be not just fully fit for it, but he's going to need to be very very tough to be overcoming those horses and overcoming the fact that only one three-year-old in the last twenty-six. That have attempted the race have been able to get up and win it.
3: Yeah, all very salient points. So watch this space. Reanimo next start. Eminate um, was very good yesterday. Beautifully bred and dominant winner of the of oh, the birthday card.
16: Yeah, that I mean that was just a huge result. Mm. I mean that the, her value now is, her value now has just been has just been multiplied and uh, and it's not been an easy road for Eminate to get her here because. Um, for one reason or another, she might have come close in some of these races, but just hasn't quite been able to be at her very best. And she just got circumstances to suit yesterday. She was prepared um, very closely to the pattern that produced her peak performance from um, nearly 12 months ago at Rosehill. Mm. Um, and and she, you know, we had that feeling that she was right in that headspace and was um, and was sort of a, able to able to capitalize on that which is excellent she's um, you know to talk a little bit about her pedigree i mean she's out of a she's out of a super mare by the name of Guelph yeah. who would you multiple group on winner. you would remember right mm. and uh, yeah. and you know and she's a and she's a great physical great type she's going to throw beautiful stock and uh, and they're the uh, they're the sorts of um, you know they're the sorts of pedigrees that we're lucky enough to look forward to every time we um, we receive, you know, another crop of young horses come through the stable gate, wondering where the next animo might be coming from.
3: Yeah, exactly. Actually, we're just watching a replay as we talk to you of Emanate and that turn of Fort G. It was electric in the last yesterday. Capped a great day for the stable. James Collette was really good running second. The George Rider Cascadian was good running fifth in the All Star Mile. Animo was outstanding winning the Rose Hill Guineas. Congratulations with the group one yesterday and very best of luck through the rest of the carnival, James.
16: No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks, James.
3: There's James Cummings, trainer of Animo and also Emanate, both brilliant winners yesterday. Richie Cowan was there on track yesterday enjoying Golden Sipper Day. Rich, good morning. Great day's racing yesterday, mate.
12: Good morning, Raimondo. Good morning, Mr. Richie. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great day. The crowd was buzzing. um, it was just a, a super day. I, I was worried with the rain leading up, but uh, the crowd was there in force. It was huge numbers. And, uh, well, Gary Portelli, he mm. might have a couple of more months left in those midways, but uh, they are well and truly gone, Gary. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's now a two-time Golden the winning trainer.
3: He <laughs> had to move on from the midways, do you reckon, Rich? <laughs> yeah, he's gone
12: from them. first thing I said to him, I said, goodbye, midway trainer, but uh, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, um, and. Rich, uh, on that
3: point, on that point, and probably have undersold it a little, um, the foal crop that were two-year-olds for the Golden Sipper this year, there was just under 13,000 born. Um, to get one runner into the Golden Sipper, the odds are against you for stars. To get two is a fantastic achievement, which Gary did. You also had Sir Jardin, as well as the winner, Fireburn. He doesn't have the huge numbers of other trainers, so tremendous feat to get two Live chances into the Golden Super and to win the race for a second time.
12: 100%. Uh, he's a good trainer, Gary. We know that. He's a good filler, and no doubt he'd be up early on the way to Orange for the races today going back home. He'd be back up there. He certainly, he certainly wouldn't have partied too hard last night. Hmm. No, um, yeah, well done to Gary. Yeah, wonderful achievement to have two runners. Um, and, you know, there's a, it's, it's the, the showcase race for two year olds, and uh, wow, what a win it was. And as much as a fairy tale for Gary, um, who would have thought, you know? Brent and we were only talking yeah. a few months ago whether he was going to come back. Now he's won two Group 1s, and including the Golden Slipper, It's amazing.
3: Um, uh, Richie, Dino wants to chime in a sec. Just quickly, Mark Spud Carroll called in, wanted to congratulate Gary Portelli on his Is Slipper it? win. He couldn't wait to get online, but he just wanted to highlight what a great trainer he was. Well done, Mark. Thanks for that, Dino. Chime in, my friend. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, Rich Shelby 66,
4: Cinderella stuff.
12: Incredible. Um, uh, just go, you've got to be there ready to to shine when those when the opportunity arises. And we've seen that Forbidden Love Bulldog, we've seen with Shelby 66, obviously relishing the wet ground. Um, but look, Danny Williams is a horseman. There's no way in the world Shelby wouldn't have backed up unless Shelby does enormous during the week. And I wouldn't imagine Danny has to do much, uh, just keep the horse healthy and happy. And uh, yeah, it's I just can't believe that if you'd... You know, honestly, you would have put a person in a straightjack if they'd said five weeks ago, "Oh Shelby 66, he'll win a group one. And what, it, it, at angle at, at, at the pacing or something? He's not going to win it at the gallops, but uh, well done to Danny, well done to the owners. and Yeah, it's, it's a fairy tale story, Bulldog. And it's something that we should be, for racing, should be screaming from the rooftops. So mm-hmm. it just goes to show that you never know what's going to happen in this big, wide world.
3: Yeah, exactly. Just think that horse was getting beaten in highways, winning Group 1s, and he's been talked about as an Everest. That's what this sport can do. The clash of Montefilio and Very Elegant. We've had some of our listeners... Um, I, I guess not very elegant but horses aren't machines Winks and Black Caviar they are just two absolute exceptions Very elegant, the a champion in my eyes and th- there's been times when she has been beaten I can think back to a um, Turnbull Stakes when she was slightly disappointing One thing about this mare is she does bounce back given when she's at, at her peak and Montefilia is a very, very good racehorse, Rich
12: Ray, I write on my little bio on um Twitter, I've got. Don't don't worry about the Potters. Life's too short um, for those who don't <laughs> yeah. think very, for those who don't think very elegant's a champion. Honestly, just wait till Christmas when that bloke comes down. You can boo him as well. Um, <laughs> she's an out and out freak. She's a champion. She for what she does in Australia, considering that I think she's far better over four thousand metres.
13: Correct. We
12: yeah. probably won't get to see it. The thing is that she's good enough to win Group Ones from fourteen hundred to two miles. Um, is just amazing. I thought she was outstanding yesterday. And I honestly think what happened yesterday in that race changed James McDonald's mind, think, going into the Rose Hill Guineas on Enemo. Mm. No horse came wide yesterday and made up ground. I think James just thought he was going to pick them up. I think he underestimated a very good horse in Monophilia. Um, I, I thought a little bit of urgency earlier, and she could have been a lot closer, where she probably could have settled third, fourth, or, you know, even closer. She settled closer in a Melbourne Cup. Um, I think she should have settled closer yesterday, but the winner was very good monophilia. Um, just hard to chase, particularly around Rose Hill. No horse came wide prior to the turn and made up ground. The only horse that really made up ground was Fireburn in a Golden Slipper. It was hard up against the yeah. inside fence, which was the place to be. So uh, I think there was plenty of merit in her run. Monophilia beat yesterday. There was Um, You could have sold, I think, John McGrath or Maddie LaHood from the agency would have had plenty of fun selling the real estate between second and third. (laughs) It was a huge gap. Um, Yeah, she'll bounce back. But, wow, it's just going to be one hell of a race to Queen Elizabeth, isn't it? Oh,
3: isn't it what? And one of those horses that we saw yesterday is heading that way. Your take on Animo, Rich?
12: Oh, no doubt he's a star. Um, And. Look, I was sitting on hold waiting to come on. I, I thought James Cummings was trying to break the record for how long he could talk for. But uh, <laughs> uh, what he but it was good excited. listening,
3: wasn't it? It was. It's so insightful what he was but what talking
12: he said about. Yeah. James is spot on. You know, mm. five ten year ago, we or ten year ago, there was a horse wouldn't have come halfway around the world. You know, nmo would have been sitting there with a with a Cox Plate victory under his name. We know how good he is. I think he showed his versatility yesterday, and I you know I, I half think he's. You know, maybe better. Like, imagine if he could draw barrier one, two and just jump and sit third, fourth. I think that's where he, you know, his ability he can just sit there low and then go explosive um, like we've seen him leading into the slipper uh, as a two-year-old. So, mm. very good horse. Um, outstanding yesterday. And East time might well come into Queen Elizabeth.
3: Yeah, can't wait for that. Rich, terrific rap as always. Really appreciate it on a Sunday morning. We'll talk next Sunday, Rich. We will bulldog, and
12: of course you know that Mark Carroll's Gary Patelly's cousin. But more importantly, Ray, you're talking about boxing, which is spot on. Mm-hmm. The Buster Douglas, but it wasn't that long ago. A little, a little kid from the Southern Shore George George Cambos. Yes,
13: yes, the big fella. Yeah. he was
12: fifteen dollars, and he got the job done. And we're going to see Cambos defend his title. You felt on June
3: 5 in Australia. I can't wait. Yeah, good on you, Richard. He is a star, George Cambos. There's Richie Cowaner talking all things racing. Time for the scratchings. Tanya, good morning.
17: Morning, morning, everyone. Looking at racing in New South Wales today at Scone and Orange. It's Country Championship Wildcard Day at Scone, where the weather is fine. The track is soft. Five, the rail is true and there are 26 scratchings. From race one, take number two, Devilicious number two. Race two, number three in the blink and six, Holly Road three and six. Race 3, number 11, Tunji Bound. 13, Seminara, Emergencies 15 and 18, 11, 13, 15 and 18. Out of the fourth, number 13, Milka and 14, Our Domino Queen, 13 and 14. Race five, number four, Two You Got and five, Lady Mo Feed, four and five. From race six, number three, Majestic Wings, seven, Cross Step, Emergencies 15 and 18, three, seven, 15 and 18. Race seven, number one, Blitzer, 13, Patino, Ruby, and the emergencies 15, 18, 19, and 20, 1, 13, 15, 18, 19, and 20, and out of race 8, number 2, Constant Flight, 3, Brotherly, Secret, 9, Nosy, 13, Patagonian, and 14, Giddy Guy, 2, 3, 9, 13, and 14 from race 8 at Scone. To orange, the weather is fine. The track, a good for The rail out three and a half metres from the 500 to the 300, and there are 13 scratchings. From race one, number two, True Valentine, number two. Race two, number five, Kyanite, take out five. Out of the third, number one, Green Essence, three, Georgian Bay, six, Miss Adrenaline, eight, Adelaide Flair and the Emergency 16, 1, 3, 6, 8 and 16. Race 4 is clear. Out of race 5, number 1, Just Ace. 8, Flying Grace. 11, Cambridge Rules and the Emergency 17. 1, 8, 11 and 17. And race 6, Takeout 4, Rochester and 5, Sharp Dressed Man. 4 and 5, sounds like my husband, (laughs) out of race 6 at Orange.
3: Thanks, Tan. Here's the 8 o'clock news.
18: Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. South Australian Labor leader Peter Malinowskis is declaring victory in the state's election. Outgoing Premier Stephen Marshall becoming the first state leader to be defeated since the start of the COVID pandemic. He says despite the loss, he's proud of his achievements.
12: Thank you for your support. I think we have immeasurably uh, changed South Australia. We've put it on a new trajectory uh, going forward. Uh, It is a very positive trajectory and I've got to say I've never felt more positive, more positive about the future of this state than I do at the moment.
18: Peter Malinowska says the win is just the beginning. Naturally, people of South Australian Labor are right to feel satisfied
10: tonight. But, but, true satisfaction for us comes in realising our ambition our
18: ideal of delivering a fairer, better society and more opportunity for those who live it home. He used his victory speech to commit to a state-based Indigenous voice. For the first time in the state's history, the Aboriginal affairs portfolio will be held by an Indigenous person. Street fighting is continuing in the Ukrainian port city of Mariupol as Russian forces try to take control. It's hampered efforts to rescue hundreds of people trapped in the basement of a bombed theatre. With more, the BBC's Jonah Fisher.
3: For more than two weeks, the port
4: city, which is home to several hundred thousand people, has resisted. Russia's response has been to surround it and to try to destroy it. Local officials say more than 2,000 people have died and 90% of the buildings have been damaged in some way. Across Ukraine, the Russian advance on the ground has stalled. Their tactic now appears to be to shell cities like Mariupol into submission.
18: The federal government is being asked to split the cost of a $771 million flood recovery package with the Queensland government. $741 million will go towards retrofitting, house raising or buying back homes at high risk from future floods the western australian government is expanding its rollout of free rapid antigen tests erin harwood reports
15: sports fans will get the chance to pick up a free testing kit during this weekend's wildcats game at rac arena as well as the west coast eagles match at optus stadium It's part of a bid to ensure West Australians are COVID-ready, with the peak of Omicron infections tipped to be just days away. Half a million free rapid tests in total have been set aside for pop-up distribution points, as well as sporting events. Kits will also be available at a range of train stations, shopping centres and TAFEs in coming weeks. People won't need to register in order to pick up the freebies. A full list of locations is available on the state government's website.
18: And cricketing, entertainment and business royalty will join friends and family of Shane Warne to farewell the sporting great. A private service will be held today at the Saints headquarters in Melbourne. Warney's public send-off will be held at the MCG on the 30th of March. Tickets to that are expected to be released by midweek. This is Air News. <laughs> A conversion after the siren from Nico Hines has given Cronulla an 18-16 to 16 win over Parramatta in their NRL clash at Shark Park. No such close calls in Townsville where North Queensland thrashed Canberra 26-6. Cowboys coach Todd Payton says it was good to get the win after last weekend's loss.
10: We were all pretty gutted last week and I was pretty angry but, you know, we didn't panic and I just give credit to the lads.
18: They were terrific through the week. The Gold Coast held on 20-18 to against the Warriors. There were two games in the NBL yesterday. Leonie K has the details. For about
15: the first 15 minutes, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers had the measure of the Illawarra Hawks again, but with Antonius Cleveland delivering for the Hawks, he helped his team dominate the rest of the way for a crucial 91-65 to win in Launceston. In the other game, the Sydney Kings have strengthened their playoff push with an eighth straight win, but it was a victory that went down to the wire, 91-89 to against against the South East Melbourne Phoenix in Melbourne. With both teams desperate to hold on to a spot inside the top four, it was a fascinating contest with the Kings arriving in Melbourne having won seven straight while the Phoenix had lost their past three. Leonie
18: Kay, Air sport. And in the AFL, Brisbane celebrating an 80-69 win over Port Adelaide. The Swans beat the Giants 112-92. The Cats thrashed the Bombers 138-72. Australian Independent Radio News.
2: Wherever you are in New South Wales, Sky Sports Radio's there too. On Braidwood, 87.6 FM, Maruya, 98.5 FM, Parks, 99.9 FM, and Jindabyne 102.7 FM.
1: There's a place where tradition and style reign supreme to thrill your guests and leave you wanting more. There's a place promising experiences you'll never forget, where celebration lives trackside. There's a place in autumn that you cannot miss. The Commercial Club Aubrey Gold Cup Carnival March 24 and 25. Hospitality and general admission tickets on sale now at aubreyracing.com.au.
10: G'day, it's Sean Garlick here from Galo's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan, and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths, but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlo's Pies? Because at Garlo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat.
5: On Sky Sports Radio, The Traffic Report.
19: Are you looking for security and a sense of community? Enjoy the confidence that comes from belonging at a uniting retirement village. Search Uniting Retirement Living today. In... Mount Toma, a landslip affecting Bell's Line of Road at Old Bell's Line of Road in both directions. There's been a crash in Kemp's Creek, Elizabeth Drive at Mamre Road. That's affecting all comers. And road work in Luddenham has closed Adams Road between the Northern Road and Anton Road. Need some space? Here's the place. Visit storageking.com.au to find out how Storage King can declutter your life. Storage King, the kings of storage, moving and more. I'm Tim Govers, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio.
15: On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather.
3: Sydney today, partly cloudy, 25, no rain, Dino thankfully. Melbourne, partly cloudy and 24. Brisbane, mostly sunny day for Brisbane, heading for a top of 29 degrees. Perth, a shower or two, possible storm later and a top of 29 in Perth. Adelaide, mostly sunny and 31 degrees. Hobart, late drizzle, 23. Darwin, a possible shower heading for a top of 34 and a warm one for the nation's capital. In Canberra, mostly sunny and 27.
1: Just outside, Manly's 20 here, Walker, Keery around the back, great pass, Butcher. out, he's got Turbo to beat, lovely football from the Roosters.
2: Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the big sports breakfast weekend.
3: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray, and welcome also to our Queensland listeners for the first time and plenty to talk about in all things sport. Just quickly, Dino massive day at scone today i just didn't have a chance to give our tips here just before the eight o'clock news but at scone race five number three water dove looks very hard to beat race eight number six primal scream and in the wild card this is the last chance to get into the country championship final race seven i thought number four banju very hard to beat in orange today race two number four Sizzle chic, Trained by Gary Portelli, the golden super-winning trainer. We'll have him on very shortly. And race four, number four soloist as well should be hard to beat. Plenty of football action over the weekend, of course. The Cowboys had a big win themselves, uh, 26-6. I saw most of that game yesterday, Dino, defeating the Raiders. The Raiders were disappointing, but that's taking nothing away from the Cowboys. They were really good.
4: They certainly were, right? But, yeah, you're right. The Raiders... Gira, their completion rates were poor. I think they had about 43% of possession. Mm. Late in the game, they were only 16 from 26 in completed sets. So that ain't going to cut the mustard, Ray, in the NRL. And they got rolled 26 points to six. We should also touch on the earlier game, the Titans. It was a really entertaining game up there, Ray. (laughs) Warriors were competitive again, but just some poor options and decision makings in that second half. But victory to the Titans, 20 to 18 And the Gold Coast are on the board for season
3: 2022. Two wins for our Queensland listeners and their teams. The other game yesterday, the Sharks 18, the Eels 16, the Nico Hines conversion after the bell. Big second hour coming up very shortly. Peter Peters will join us. Gary Portelli will also be on the show a little later after his second golden super win with Fireburn. The league super quiz, and Wayne's been kind enough to let us know. 4-2, Dino?
4: 4-2, after the controversy last week with allegations... Well, it it was interesting,
3: and for our Queensland listeners, probably didn't hear that first hour. I was mentioning the the very nice couple who walked past me yesterday at the races, and immediately honed in on your tone of voice last week, which raised considerably during a certain answer, which led to your victory. I take offence. Even the listeners are onto you. I take offence. (laughs) It was very good. You don't know who's listening, mate. It very, it's amazing. He just keeps going. There's a possibility
4: it, that I'll be bringing in some yeah, legal advice. You never
3: know. Jared Daffy will join us. We have got one scratching. And to be fair, he's got a pretty good excuse. Our great mate, Phil Moss, who comes on each and every Sunday with all the latest in the world of football. The great man is not here today, Dino, because... He got married last night. Oh, God! Night. Congratulations, Mossy and his beautiful bride. And still so, yeah. So, <laughs> good luck to him. thought he
4: could have done the segment on his honeymoon. G- you're a hard man. Well, <laughs> if he cares
3: about <laughs> the sport, he says he loves. <laughs> Mossy, enjoy your honeymoon, mate. We'll try and give some updates and all the scores. But um, no, good on him. A great bloke, Phil, and I think his wife's name's Penny. I hope I got that right. But either, either, congratulations to the couple, and um, hope this. Uh, First day of a long and happy life together, Dina.
4: I'll just grab two quick text messages here before we get to Zorba. Mm-hmm. Ray, about our talk topic, great upsets. And Stu texts in, Prince of Penzance, the greatest upsets, for yes. $101, mm. which was certainly one to remember. And Milkman Yass chimes in with the 1988 Seoul Olympics, Duncan Armstrong, beating America's great Matt Biondi in That's world right. record yeah. time in the 200 freestyle.
3: Now, did I see you having... Breakfast with our next guest, Peter Peters, up in the Central Coast during the week.
4: I took my darling mother and brother up to Terrigal. We stayed up there at the beautiful Star of the Sea, Ray. Right? I tell you what, ter-
3: I've heard it's nice. If one. you want to go yeah. on
4: a weekend away or a little holiday, Star of the Sea is amazing.
3: Is it on the, the water?
4: It- right on the water. Bob the Boss! Okay. Big Bobby Lloyd. Used to be heavily involved in junior rugby league with Australian schoolboys. He'll look okay. after you, Bob the Boss. Is a good man. So I go down the road and mm-hmm. meet Zorba at the Surf Loft, Club. I hope you shout a breakfast for Zorba. Well, well, he didn't move, so I had to. <laughs> but they all still love him. They all come up. Hey, Zorba. G'day, Pete. What about Manly? They still love the king.
3: That's why he's on our show. Peter Peters, good morning. Morning, Ray. Morning,
4: Bulldog. Yeah, nice
13: breakfast. Great part of the world. Terrigal. It's Cost me a fortune <laughs> to team. shout
4: your breakfast. Yeah. <laughs>
13: I know you got up a few times. Well, I
4: had to. I had to go and ring the uh, real estate to see if I could mortgage my house. <laughs> and he's four rental properties as well. Yeah.
13: Yeah. What about what about upsets? You're talking mm. about upsets over in the English Super League. Toulouse is the new team in from France in the uh, in the Super League. They've been going okay, but hadn't had a win, and they've beaten St Helens, mm. who who are what going for their third, I think. Straight title and Arbutus um, oh, side. I don't know what the early betting was, but it would have had to be. It would have been astronomical. But there's an upset overnight.
4: Yeah, we touched on that earlier, though. That actually prompted our talk topic. But you're right. I think okay. St Helens had won mm. three in a row. Christian Wolf, the Australian, outstanding coach. He's in charge of Saints, and the rumours continue to swirl out here yeah. that he may well Come be yeah. Wayne Bennett's assistant at ah. the Dolphins next year. And then he would assume the role full time when Wayne leaves us.
3: Mm.
4: Good coach, coach it. Very good coach.
3: Yeah. Well, hey, so we'll talk about some of the games yesterday. Well, we'll let's go with, with last night's game. And uh, I thought the Cowboys are really good 26 6 against the Raiders. What were your thoughts?
13: Uh, yeah, I, I thought they were, they were very good. I, I, I thought that Chum Malolo back at Lock, where he plays his best football. I mean, they talk about how many minutes he plays and, and 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 what he does in the game. But if you're going to play him up front um, as a draft course, he's mm. obviously going to play less minutes. But I think at the back of the scrum just gives him a little bit of um, a little bit more time to do things. And he was awesome, I, I thought, and um, I, I thought he was highly instrumental in their win over Canberra. Canberra's really suffering from not having a halfback. At the, at the moment, and um, I think they've tried three already with injuries this year, and of course their um, their big off-season buy has already gone down for most of the season. So oh, I don't know what Ricky's going to do there. Maybe he's going to look around. But um, I thought the Cowboys' big mobile pack with a good mixture of use and experience they might cause a few upsets, uh, particularly at home. I thought I thought they were very good, and Canberra were pretty ordinary.
4: Mm. Hey, on Friday night, I thought St. George and LaWarra were courageous against Penrith. A couple of things didn't quite go their way, but your Seagulls just blown off the park by the Roosters in that first half.
13: Yeah, and uh, Manly's right-hand side defence uh, is is really poor, and the Roosters terrorised Manly on their weak right-side defence, uh, 26-12 at the SCG. Manly none from two. It's probably time Coach Des hasn't looked at several key positions in his side. And, and Lachlan Croker, is is, he tries hard, and, and he's he's a good goer, but he doesn't have that zip out of dummy half. although he tried to run a little bit more last uh, Friday night because of recent criticism uh, of his play. But I think it's one of several key positions that Manly need to look at. And there's uh, a great mate, but he's got to stop playing favourites with a couple of spots. The centres are... Just average, and um, and I think, well, other sides know it. And first two games have really opened up those uh, deficiencies in Manly that, that they need to uh, need to fix. He went to use last year and it fixed it. Uh, maybe he's got to go there again, guys. I just want to talk about an amazing week and what rugby league really means uh, to a lot of people, particularly myself. Um, it was an amazing week. we were a prime minister, an ex prime minister. And teammates from 50 years ago hit home to me what rugby league really means. And last night's uh, Fox League coverage uh, zoomed in on the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, at Point's Best Stadium when his beloved Sharks put a thrilling 18-16 win on the bell against Parramatta. Great game. He was a man escaping COVID for a few minutes, not facing questions on, on fires and floods and a possible World War III, for 80 minutes, he could just be decked out in club cap and scarf amongst the crowd, and he was building out up Cronulla with the best of them uh, last week. Earlier in the week, my great friend, broadcasting partner, and ex-referee Greg Hartley phoned into Ray Hadley on 2GB mm-hmm. to graphically describe how the ex-Prime Minister, Tony Abbott, scrubbed the floor of his flooded caravan up there on the um, banks of the Hawkesbury River. Um, an hour and a half he spent his hands hands and knees, Tony Abbott. And then he spoke to Greg about the enjoyment that Hartley had given Rugby League fans, and he was pleased to give something back. And on Friday night, I joined teammates at Manly from 50 years ago to celebrate the club's first premiership in 1972. And I watched daughters come to represent their dads, the, the club's first... Premiership skipper Fred Jones, who died last year. Both his daughters were there and loved uh, mixing with with Freddie's old teammates. 518 Martin, struggling with dementia, um, attended with his wife Julie and family members who drove him down from the North Coast, hoping that talking to his ex-teammates might give him some joy. The club's godfather, Ken Ardleton, at 92, came down from the Gold Coast to attend. And after dinner... We watched the Seagulls versus the Roosters, and I can tell you I'm glad I had my um, lobster morning before that. <laughs> it's, it's, but it didn't spoil the night. Mm. And, and, and it just hit home to me how lucky I am that I've been involved in this great game for so long and I've got so many friends and and and, and, and took great times out of it. And you've got to take the ups with the downs. But just hit
4: home to me this week what a what a great game we've got.
3: Yes, yeah, well said, Zorb.
4: Yeah. Zorb, right. Uh, I lost, yep. the, I lost the plot before and I started ranting about <laughs> did referees. Did you and, hear his rant, Zorba? I did. Oh, just nitpicking, Zorba. I'm just over it. Every time I look <laughs> at the television, there's a referee calling time off over the most minuscule thing. Am I out of order, Zorba? Am I wrong? Or are the fans, have they had a gut full of this? And are they going to start to turn off and turn away from our game? Well, I think you're spot on, and but it, it
13: doesn't do us any good. I mean, you, you can—they're not going to change. Um, we need them; they've got to be there. But you're right. I, look, I think that whole referees area and rules in the game—all of that sort of stuff—needs a revision, and it all comes back to you know a certain department in the NRL, which seems to be uh, untouchable. And I think it, it it's something for uh, Labos Peter Valandis to look at.
3: Mm. The, the best referee or umpires, etc., are the ones you don't notice.
13: Yeah, exactly. But we seem to be noticing um, uh, a, a few of them in, in in rugby league at the moment. Some of the some of the bunker decisions that. Mm mystifying me Drive as
3: well. Man. Yeah. Hey, Zob, can I, can I take you back to Thursday night's game? I'm really interested on in your take on South Sydney. We have a lot of listeners who are South Sydney supporters and for 65... There's a lot of listeners that are spewing at the moment yeah, well, South Sydney. Yeah, I I mean, and I was going to ask you get mean, to get to that. 15-14 yeah. Storm won already, that game.
13: Already, we have a game that Adam Reynolds would have had in his pocket. Mm. Storm 15, South 14, none from three for Latrell Mitchell in the goal-kicking department and Adam Reynolds would have got them. Well, he would have got two out of the three, uh, which is poor for him. Um, I, I still don't know why he wasn't re-signed. I, uh, I, I, south Befling. can stop Befling. me everywhere, mm. and they don't know. And Souths are uh, touted as having fantastic administrators. They're so good off the field. That's a lot of BS. I mean, they still can't... They, they give reasons why Adam Reynolds wasn't re-signed, but they don't make sense.
4: It is a funny one, isn't it, Zorb? I think South fans are still scratching their head when you look back, even at the Wayne Bennett situation, you've sort of got your coach and your captain who led your team through to a grand final and could quite easily have won that game, lost by two points. And yet, both aren't there the yeah. following year. It's extraordinary. It is extraordinary.
13: And as I said, they, they get touted. You know, super professional and and, and we admire what they've done when they were out of the league to come back the way they have. Uh, But, you know, they're they're still not immune from constructive criticism. And and The real reason Adam Reynolds is gone still hasn't been told. Mm. I don't know. They don't have replacements for him. It's bizarre. The kids they've got um, are good young players, but they're not ready, I don't think, Mm. for NRL yet. And whoever made that decision... um,
3: should hang his or her head in shame. Yeah, they miss Reynolds. They miss Gagai too. Gee, he's yeah, they do. Good well. player, Gagai. Yeah. Hey, hey, Zorb, um, before I get your tips today, did you happen to uh, catch any of the NRLW yesterday in the the Broncos losing their first game since 2019 to the Gold Coast?
13: Yeah, that's an upset of immense proportions.
3: I our love, themes. Adina, I love the, the women's football. Yeah. Right in the it's great. Isn't the standard great? The skill level's terrific. It is, but, yeah. but the Broncos um, uh, are just a... A cut
13: above, and for the Titans' first year in, uh, to mm. beat them was a tremendous result. I um, couldn't believe it. I thought I thought that Sharks game uh, last night against Parramatta was outstanding, and um, uh, they deserved to win. They 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 scored four tries to two. I thought um, Mitchell Moses had a great game. What a marvelous try he scored! Um, loved that game. Loved the atmosphere. Only just about twelve thousand there, but it was. Um, it, was, it sounded like mm. double that. And first game back in the Shire since 2019.
4: Um, terrific game of football. Loved it. It's all about talk topic. Great upsets based around in Toulouse. On sport. Yeah. yeah, great upsets in sport based around Toulouse bowling over St Helens. I threw up Balmain winning the 69 grand final mm. the greatest upset in league history. Yeah, remember it well. Yeah, Ray's showing up Mike Tyson being beaten by James Buster Douglas in Tokyo. Have you got one for us putting you on the spot? Uh, Not on the spot. It's easy for me. Italy
13: beating England one week prior to the World Cup in a full hit-out at Salford. And they were given 54.5 points start. And (laughs) I understand the Italian side cleaned up. (laughs) Had a bet, did they? Were you involved in this? Uh, well, I was. I was media manager, and I looked on with admiration.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, Zorb, um, two games to complete round two. There on today, we've got the uh, uh, bull, oh The four o'clock game, sorry, Knights versus Tigers, head to head, dollar sixty five. The Knights two twenty five. The Tigers into the Bulldogs and Brisbane. It's six o'clock game, head to head, two thirty Bulldogs, $1.62 dollar the Broncos.
13: Yeah, um, I think the Bulldogs can win this one mm-hmm. against the Broncos. I, for some reason, in the last few years, the Broncos don't travel well. I, I, I don't know what happens to them. I think they see the bright lights, big city of, of Sydney, and, and it all all too much of them. Because we Re- Reynolds is playing
3: Zorb. Reynolds is playing.
13: Yeah, I know he is, and uh, but but I think the Bulldogs will get a lot out of that that first up win last week. And um, I'm going to tip them for the first time in a long okay. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be interested to see how Tovita Pangai Jr. goes up against the Broncos and Payne Haas. Mm. It's going to be a fiery confrontation. I understand there's no love lost with him leaving the Broncos. And there's no love lost between him and some of the Broncos forward. So that could be an interesting uh, watch in that game. I'm going to go for the upset Bulldogs to win. And no Ponger, ooh, hard uh, against the West Tigers. I just can't tip the West Tigers. I mean, they promise a lot and deliver nothing. Yeah. Um, right, so, Tex Hoy in for uh, Kalen Ponga and Alex Twal in for James Tamo, who I think has been struggling since he's left Penrith to show anywhere near the form that he showed as a cowboy and early in his career at Penrith. So, my my wins today are to uh, to the home teams, Newcastle yep. and the Bulldogs. And Penrith, your team, Ray, um, a lot of injuries there now. I've got Cali's yeah. up about six. Cleary, Leota, James Fisher-Harris, Brian Tour Tur- yeah. with his knee and Scott Sorensen with his wrist yep. at no. the
3: moment. So they... Um, they might have some interesting games ahead. Yeah, scrappy game against the Dragons 2016. They got out of jail, I think, there on Friday night. Hey, Zorb, terrific as always. Appreciate your thoughts on a Sunday morning. Okay, Ray and the Bulldog, have a good one. Yeah, thanks, Saul. There's Zorb. Peter Peters, and uh, that's why we have him on the show. He's always got an opinion. Peter's on the line. He wants to comment on Richie's rant. I reckon. Good morning, Peter. Hi, guys. How are you, mate? What do you, what do you got good. for us, Pete?
20: do I agree with what you say but I mean I think it all comes back to guys at the top like abda or whatever his name is like before Christmas when that thing with the white powder was brought up it was sort of oh we're going to have an investigation and and they both got hit with a fab you know they're pl- they were both playing again it's like they d- you know they don't want to make the hard decisions
3: what do you think, Dino? I suppose you look at every case on its merits, yeah. don't you? And, and the evidence that is given and then make a determination.
20: Yeah, look, Peter
4: Volandis and Anne Rabdo are doing a stellar job. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. There's obviously areas in all professional sports that could be improved and could be better. I just think we're in, in that situation at the moment where you know the guys at the top are doing a good job, mm. but we can never be you know, stand still in rugby league. We can't be stagnant. We've got to keep improving the game. And this is, in my Opinion: A topic that really gets to the core of the fans. Mm. They want to see the game flow, and they don't want it to become rugby union. Reckon, and
3: that's the key in this. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I reckon this man will have an opinion. Adrian from the line. Adrian, good morning.
16: Yeah, good day, guys. Look, the thing about officiating, over officiating. I want to tie it back to when they when they introduced the two, two referee system. Before it even came, they even did that, I said this is going to be a disaster. You know, paralysis by analysis, and the games were almost unwatchable. They were so bad those years that you waited for the end of the year international games because it went back to one referee. Mm. And people that argued, oh, two referees, this is going to be terrific," blah blah blah. Six months later, oh, that's terrible because I don't. The games were just so—it's almost, almost unwatchable back then. I couldn't believe they did that. And the best thing—the best thing about COVID was they got went back to one referee. Best decision ever. And, and yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah, I think one referee
4: is on. the way to go, Adrian. I'm I'm with you there, Ray. I will bring up a point that mm. you're quite passionate about: the use of video technology for forward passes.
13: Mm.
4: Uh, on face value, it's worth well, it's got some merit. And may well be worth experimenting. But again, I ask you: does this mean we're going to go to the video more? I, I'm sh- I want to go to the video less. If they get involved in forward passes, but, I fear but Dino, isn't how many times we use them? isn't
3: the video ref, the, the whole idea of it, as one of our listeners said earlier, is to get rid of the howler. How often Correct. do you see a try scored by a blatant forward pass? And it's not called up. It makes no sense. The technology is there.
4: Use it. I agree. All I'm saying to you, though, mate, is that I'm concerned if they start to open up that avenue, we're going to be upstairs Mm. more and
3: more and more and fans are going to become more and more frustrated. But what frustrates it's, fans more? Um, that if they go upstairs and get it right or if they don't go upstairs and that they know what is the right decision, they can't make it because you can't rule on a forward pass. That makes no sense then when the technology is there to That's use. That's a
4: valid point. A valid point, right? Mm. But I'm just saying to you, I just think that the fans want to get away from the bunker,
3: not go there more. Terrific. We'll take a quick break because coming up next, Golden Super winning trainer, Gary Portelli.
9: Punters post mortem with Dave Stanley. This
5: ma Eustace to is just becoming a bit of a powerhouse. Dean Lester.
4: One thing that they do better than anyone that I've seen so far is the acclimatisation of the international horses. Ron Dubbasi. It was a deserved win by Lighthouse, but I'd have to say you'd be thinking that the
5: promise of success with better, better barrier or better run in transit might have made it interesting. Punters post
9: mortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ.
15: There's a prestigious day where the best horses race, the star Doncaster Mile and the Bentley Australian Derby in all their grace. Guests in black and white from head to toe, four historic Group 1 races and a dazzling show. The star championships day one featuring world-class racing, the new wing stand and a show-stopping live performance by Shepherd. This is where stories are made. April 2 at Royal Randwick. Book now at theraces.com.au. Very
10: funny, guys. (laughs) Oh, come on, mate. Let me in the car.
15: Get in. While Harry's locked out,
11: Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock again. Yeah, yeah, real fun. Tab, long may we play.
0: Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's help. 1-800-858-858.
5: Race into autumn with the Royal Musselbrook Cup Day. Friday, April 1. Featuring the Royal Musselbrook Gold Cup. Enjoy exhilarating horse racing, plus fashions on the field, great entertainment and quality food. Get your tickets now at musselbrookraceclub.com.au.
10: It's Cheval Grand! Cheval Grand goes on and wins the Japan Cup!
2: The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time. is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing
4: Network.
0: Footy season. (laughs) it's the ad there, Sorry, Ray.
4: (laughs) And you'll never miss a moment with KO Sports, the team you love every game of every round, live and ad break free in play. And after some cracking, cracking opening games, we finish off this round with the Knights taking on West Tigers and then the Bulldogs facing off with the Brisbane Broncos exclusively on Fox League available on KO. New to KO, start your free trial today.
8: Cool and giving chase. Best of Bordeaux, bravely in the lead from Cool and Getter, Coming through is fireball with a big run off the fence and Fireburn charges home and gives Gary Portelli second golden sliver. Fireburn beat Best of Bordeaux and cooling get a third.
2: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
3: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Very short, we'll get Gary Portelli. Great image on the front of the Sunday Telegraph Sunday punter here of Brenton Abdullah high in the scene. He did cop a $2,000 fine, but you can understand why he celebrated just a couple of strides before the post on Fireburn. This man kept his cool, despite the mayhem post-race in the Golden Slipper and the media and the everyone else wanting to congratulate him. I wonder how he's feeling this morning, though. Gary Portelli, Golden Slipper winning trainer, is on the line. Gary, good morning.
6: Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Dean.
3: Did you get a chance to celebrate last night? was speaking to you late yesterday. <laughs> you'd, you were just about clean-bowled, you had a long day at track work and it's that sort of day, isn't it, Golden Sipper Day? Like so much goes into it, you probably spent by the end of the day.
6: Uh, mate, I was spent, um, <laughs> half they went past the winning post, it was just <laughs> yeah. such a relief, but yeah, nah, very quiet night, the Portelli household, um, basically was offered to go a few places, but I was, I was just out of my legs, and I thought I'd, I'd rather do something lunchtime to today, which is what we're going to do. And I went home, and we had uh, some toasted cheese sandwiches and a couple of bottles of Rockford. So that was <laughs> it was, a, it, was a, it was a good night, just relaxed. Had an early night; I think it was better than eleven thirty, and back at the stables at
20: five thirty this morning.
3: <laughs> well, you get to enjoy it this afternoon, and congratulations to Gary. Take us through the race because both yourself and and jockey Brenton Adela, basically had the same theme when they spoke to the media after the race you the when you get involved in interference in a race like the golden sipper you've only got 1200 meters there's no margin for error and it, i can understand when you said you basically sold out very early doors with that filly
6: yeah it was funny I I, I I thought i had two good great chances of winning the slipper yesterday before the race i thought well you know when you've got one you often think well you know, you, when you've got one in any race, you think, well, I really need all the luck in the world, etc. cetera. And, um, you know, in a slipper, it's a you know, it's a high-pressure race. A lot of money, a lot of young horses that have never been under that sort of pressure. Jockeys trying to get the best position for their clients and owners, you know, in that first corner. And the worry for me was that, you know, at least I've got two chances. If something goes wrong, I've got two chances. If one gets into trouble, the other one might not, you know. And when I saw both of them, <laughs> You oh, know all sorts of trouble with six hundred. I thought, well, okay, we're in a bit of trouble here, but they're good enough to. Well, in particular, the colt. I thought he'd he'll be right because he still was he was still going forward where she was just drifting back through the field trying to get balanced up again. Mm. As you said, it's a high pressure race. All of a sudden, it's you know they're running fast sectionals, so it's very hard to re- regroup. Approaching a turn, I saw him getting on the back of Cool uh, and Gather, and um, I thought, okay, well, we're on the back of the right horse here, and. Lost track of where she was. Then all of a sudden, the gate closed on him. Mm. He couldn't get his momentum. He's a momentum horse. He's got to build and he's got to let down. So by the time he got back into uh, his groove and got to the outside, I could see her getting up along the rails, and I just know what she's like. When she decides she's going to pick you up, she just picks you up. She's done it every start so far. Mm. She's got this unbelievable ability to lengthen stride and quicken, and and, and that's the fastest I've ever seen her gallop. I'll see you.
3: Well, just on that, that point, Gary, I studied the um the sectional times of the race last night. No horse in the Golden Super broke 36 seconds coming home their last 600, except, quite obviously, Fireburn. She came home 35.23.
6: Right. It's yeah. incredible. After, after losing a feet a, yeah, a feet at the... Mm. I don't know where, where it was, half mile, I don't know. Honestly, mate, I haven't had a chance to watch the replay properly since the race. It's been yeah. absolutely crazy, but, um, yeah, just... Watching it live, I just and I said to James, "Fathers, my racing manager, we're watching it beside each other." But there goes our year, mm. you know, and how um, things can change. Never give up.
3: Exactly.
6: Yeah. Gary, what did you make of Breton Abdallah's ride? Look, first off, it was very appreciated that he stayed on at the time. Yes, <laughs> so, I mean it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, he all. looked like he was coming off, you know. Um, you know, he was side saddle for, for a bit there, and um, lucky enough he did, but. He actually said, he said, come to the corner. He said, I was just hoping to ride her so that she could get in the top 10 because, I mean, people don't realise it costs you about 50000 Except, a So if you run 11th, you've done your 50 cold. So he was just trying to get that 50 back for us. And um, he couldn't believe how much horse he had when he opened her up, you know. But uh, just goes testament to how much she has come on in one prep. And I said to everyone that wanted to hear on Saturday morning that I... You know, I've had a lot to do with the filly just leading her on and off the track of the morning. You can feel the energy in this girl. And on Saturday morning, she was just so, so strong and so well that she was going to go to a peak performance. And um, her skin was like absolute velvet. You just couldn't stop patting her. She just felt so good. And, you know, that's the inner shine coming out, yeah. inner health. And yeah. she just exploded away.
3: That was reflected in the performance. How is she pulled up? Gary, and are you thinking size with her? And also, can I ask you about Sajjad? Because when I watched the replay last night, his last 100 metres, when he finally got into the clear, was as good as anything in the race. So how have they both pulled up, and will you keep them going through the autumn?
6: Both horses, you wouldn't believe they raced yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she looks enormous, a filly. Um, I just took her out for a walk, and did a little video for the owners this morning, and she's she looks absolutely stunning. A cult. Cleaned everything up last night. He just walked out like nothing, like nothing happened. I mean, he's basically I think, gone three quarter pace twelve hundred metres anyway, but and dashed up a hundred metres. Um, but he'll they'll both go the size, produce I'd say, and um, same jockeys, and hopefully we can get um, a one two there. Yeah,
3: exactly. Um, the owners we should mention the owners they have been um, great backers of yours for many many years.
6: Yeah, Louis Mahida and the crew. Um, you know, it goes back. This this people don't realise. Well, Louis uh, obviously uh, owns the stallion uh, Rebel and he raced the grand dam of him. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'll
3: check
6: that. Yeah. So there's about well, I, I want to say hundred years, but there's a lot of, <laughs> of years. I
3: hope he's going. not listening. <laughs>
6: <laughs> there's a fair few years yeah. of breeding got into this whole situation to get to where it's where it is now, and it's all through Louis and mm. his strategies and and you know his breeding techniques. He went and found Mullova, the dam of this filly, thought it would be a fantastic cross. And luckily enough, they chose me to train it. And um, she's, you know, an unbelievable situation. We've mm. got a stallion that raced right up to his eight-year-old winning a group one at his last preparation at the highest level and comes out and throws a gold slipper. Like It's just fairytale stuff.
3: Exactly. Actually, I bumped into Steve Grant as I was leaving, and he said he'd late yesterday afternoon, and he'd already had... Three approaches to stand Rebel Dane at Stud in the Hunter Valley. That seems an absolute certainty that he will find a new home very, very shortly. Um, Gary, what a great day yesterday. Um, tremendous that both of the two-year-olds have pulled up well, and we'll see them again in the size. What's the stable got to look forward to next Saturday on Tankard Stakes Day?
6: Uh, I've got Clyde. He's building towards the the Derby. We'll go to Metallic Stakes next week. He he won really well at Canberra. I got him back on track. He's a bit of a Bit of a handful. But he's the son of Maurice, uh, half to Pinghai High Star, who won a, uh, a Hong Kong Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really starting to hit his straps. I think he's a, a great hope next weekend, and uh, maybe Charity Star in the Vinery. I'll just see what the moms look like. Yep. Uh, she's heading towards the Oaks. So. You know, um, hopefully I can prove I can trade stayers as well.
3: <laughs> no, well, uh, Clyde was good at Canberra, I got to say. A good tough run, and just finally, Gary Racing never stopped. I know you're going to have a chance to enjoy the super win later on this afternoon. We've got a few runners at Orange. Sizzle Sheik probably the best of them. Exactly.
6: Yeah, yeah. she uh, she bolted at Newcastle last start and steps up to a class two, and yeah, she looks very well placed today. So hopefully we can get a win for Derby Racing and um, and keep the. Uh, the run going. So, you know, it's like this game. You can be a, a rooster one day and a feather dust the next. So. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. And just a reminder of a feather dust, one of our listeners has chimed in. What was the other Gary Portelli horse that got flattened in the golden super years ago when it went up on the fence? It may have been Phil and year, this listener. Yeah, said. the Largo Bolt. Ah, that's the horse. That's yeah. right. He was bolting too, wasn't he, when he was he coming was going through? half pace, yeah. and he went back to the
6: inside and got smashed and the winner, Phil and Reddy, was following us. Mm. And he got the run that we should have taken. But anyway,
3: it is pilot it is. error.
6: We caught that from time to time. Well,
3: you, you've now won two Golden Slippers, Gary. Congratulations with the win of Fireburn. I'm be exciting to see both Fireburn and Sajardin in the size. Enjoy the celebrations this afternoon, Gary.
6: Yeah, and I've got to say, what a great day at the races yesterday mm. was, Ray. it was, right? It like was like the old days. Good crowd, uh, catered beautifully for everyone, and um, I think everyone had a great day.
3: Exactly. And hopefully you'll still be our guest on this week, next week, tomorrow, Gary. I'll be there, Ray. He's a good man. Gary Portelli, thanks so much. Thank and you, congratulations Gary. again. Thanks, guys. There's Gary Portelli, the golden super-winning trainer of Fireburn. Dino, score check, 4-2, it Wayne said. It is 4-2 to you, Ray. Okay, well, call now 13 53 That's 13 53 for the League Super Quiz. Is a $100 cash card courtesy of Tab to be won. The Putters Panel.
20: Well, I'm quite keen on uh, Lighthouse. Yeah, I'm in the same corner as Darren here. A nice little leg up from Mr. Maher at the
8: track work this morning. with
16: trains Lighthouse.
8: Yeah, I'll make the hat trick here. I think Lighthouse picks itself. She's drawn clear here in the Kilmore Classic, and Lighthouse way too good.
14: She's extreme. I can't get away from the favourite. She'll super last up behind Fyburn, I think.
8: And she's extreme, pushed out by Barry Goes
9: Home Best. The Putters Panel. Friday morning, Racing HQ. Introducing the Drive Car of the Year, the all-new Kia Sportage. Awarded for its new turbo engine that gives you progressive performance, the Kia Sportage has a boldly sculpted sports-back design and soft-touch leather interior, making it a natural leader. Kia Sportage, the Drive Car of the Year. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer.
15: Kia, movement that inspires.
9: There's a place where tradition
1: and style reign supreme to thrill your guests and leave you wanting more. There's a place promising experiences you'll never forget, where celebration lives trackside. There's a place in autumn that you cannot miss. The Commercial Club Albury Gold Cup Carnival March 24 and 25. Hospitality and general admission tickets on sale now at alburyracing.com.au.
14: Get into Totally Workwear Ridalmere for all your workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD, and Steel Blue with a huge range of pants, boots, and high vis gear. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G and stand out in the crowd. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7 pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Ridalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Fuse by King G. Now in store. Mooney hits down the ground straight and seals the deal, and says to the world, "Who said we were under pressure?"
2: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
14: Welcome
3: back to the show, League Super Quiz time. Dino, producer Steve, is in studio for the coin toss.
4: Steve, I'll take heads, please, sir. Great radio this and, and tails it is, right? What do you might want to I do? might bat
3: second for the day. Coming up first. So
4: line? that would mean I have Kel. Are you online? Yeah, buddy. How you going? Good, Kel. Are you okay, mate? Absolutely. Good, man. It'd be better if the bunnies won. Yeah, yeah, I know. They're just struggling a little bit early on, but
3: it's a very yeah. good roster. Missing and I... Reynolds and Gagai, hey, yeah. Kel? They'll be back. I'm uh, sick of hearing that, Ray, honestly, yeah, mate. Yeah, no, it's a big one. Actually, the last 15 minutes, obviously, they're very, very good, and that hopefully gives them a bit of confidence moving forward. Sure, mate. Yeah, yeah, sure. Kel, question
4: number one: Name the only two players oh. to have won two Clive Churchill medals.
7: Ah.
4: Uh, Cameron Smith. Oh. Uh. No, it was uh, Bradley Clyde, the great
3: hey, Canberra Raiders
4: player. Oh, i never got that. The irresistible Billy Slater. Yeah. Ah.
3: The grand final manly match performances. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Question number two, Kell: Which
4: country has West Tigers winger Ken Marmalo? Not represented. Is it A, New Zealand, B, Tonga, or C, Samoa? Samoa. No, actually, it is Tonga, Kel. So we're struggling a little bit here. He's a tough one. one. He's
3: a tough one. That's all right.
4: Good luck, Kel. If we can get this one, we can post one from three. Which club did Tim Brasher play the most games for? Was it A, North Queensland, B, Balmain, or C, South Sydney? Balmain. Yes. Well done. Done. Kel, not a bad score. One from
3: three. Right. Ray, In over the game. to you. Good play on we'll you, Tim Brasher. Okay, we've got Wayne on the line. Wayne, good morning. Morning, Ray Bulldog. Wayne. Hey, Wayne, one to tie, two to win. You feeling confident? Yeah.
16: yeah.
3: Okay, here we go. <laughs> Question number one. Which team's home ground was previously named Ronson Field? Um, Which team's home ground was previously named Ronson Field? Ronson Field.
16: Um, I can't even
3: think of a Um, team. Gee, they didn't give Paul Wayne much time there. He had plenty of time. Okay. The Cronulla Sharks was the answer, Wayne, but we're still in the game. That's all right. No, it's okay, mate. Well, question number two. This is multiple choice, so this is to tie the game. So best of luck, Wayne. Sorry, who holds the record for playing the most first-grade matches For the St. George Dragons. A, is it Graham Langlands? B, Billy Smith? C, Norm Proven? Norm Proven. Oh, well done, Wayne. Good on you. In the game here. Okay, this is to win the League Super Quiz. Question number three, multiple choice, Wayne. Which NRL club did former Sharks coach John Morris play the most games for? A, was it Cronulla? B, West Tigers? C, Parramatta? Cronulla. Oh, well Five. done, Wayne! Terrific! One hundred dollars cash. What was that? Five two, mate. <laughs> Five two. Oh, oh, Wayne, you're the guy who keeps score for us, isn't it? Oh, oh, good on you, Wayne! Wayne. Well, well, hang on, hang <laughs> on. What? You're oh,
4: supposed to be thinking. impartial.
3: He is impartial? You
4: Know, you know how it should work. <laughs> you should give Bulldogs questions to his one, and Bulldogs should <laughs> do his questions to your player. But you're so, supposed don't. to be impartial by giving us the scores each week.
3: He is impartial. We just can't, can't be on, did on race team. Oh, mate. I'm not I can't trust you anymore. Too. You're a spy. <laughs> no, I'm just a scorer. Right. And you're a winner too, Wayne. you got a $100 cash card courtesy about of TAP. What all quiet, all polite? As soon as he wins, he, he, just he plays a, a game. crack at me. No, well done, Wayne. Hey, Wayne, stay on the line. Congratulations. <laughs> and thank you for keeping us updated because we, Dean and I are so hopeless. we keep losing the score. Yeah, I won't believe it
4: next time. 5-2, You're raised, man.
3: 5-2. He's one of your men. Skipped away. A little bit of a lead yeah, here. Like five, Well done. Well done. <laughs> okay. Coming up next... Jared Daffy with today's life lesson. And now, Jared Daffy's life lesson. Jared, good morning. I can't tell you how many people stop me during the week and talk about your life lesson. They look forward to it every Sunday morning. Good morning, Jared.
7: Well, I think... Good morning, boys. I think there's a lot of people out there that need to have a look at the way they lead their life. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but... know
3: they are got to get one first. <laughs> Don't
4: accuse me. Oh, what
7: you. about you? Um,
4: He'd launched
3: into that poor glide, didn't he?
4: Well,
7: <laughs> the last couple of weeks, uh, the radio... Uh, oh, sorry, the inflection protest has sort of been hovering uh, without <laughs> being big news. But today... So, Cal comes on and... I don't know whether uh, you're very close friends or not, Dean, but it sounded like you were. You know, oh, hi, how are you going, Kel? How, how was yesterday? What are you doing today? You're not starting to bring people in you know and giving them the answers, are you? I hope not.
4: Well, I just got beaten, and I'm down five two. Well, I'm so glad how you am did. am I doing that?
7: <laughs> I'm glad you did, and then you blew if you're up. Going to do
4: that? <laughs> did you generally win? Poor Wayne. Yeah, you you
7: blew up. Um, well, he's well, a spy, that Wayne. Dean. Why is the word number abbreviated to N-O when there is no O in number?
3: <laughs> Excellent point. It's, a very, yeah, it's one of those strange... It doesn't make sense. English language, isn't it? Hmm. A lot of things in this segment don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, do people call uh, pull you up and say, how about Jared Daffy's life lesson on Sunday? No, they
4: don't. No, if oh, they did, you're he not <laughs> say it. never heard one person say it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was waiting for some support. Jared, there. Jared what
7: about, about the NRL? NRL? <laughs> You've got to start going to sleep earlier on Saturday night, don't you? You wake up very angry. Well, you know, uh, well, I do going
4: to watch that third game. I hate it. Can we kick off at eleven, one, and three? I don't get to see <laughs> any games in. I could be in bed by six.
7: <laughs> it's too late. Uh, you know, obviously the prices have changed today with Ponga out of that uh, Newcastle side. They were a dollar forty-two. Then all of a sudden they're a dollar sixty-five. West Tigers two twenty-five, a line of three and a half. But uh, Brisbane Broncos, don't punt a sink their back. Now, mm. when they opened up on Sunday night or early Monday morning, uh, they were $1.80 to beat uh, the Bulldogs. $1.62 now, and the Bulldogs are way out to $2.30. We've got a line there of 3.5 points. We've got next week's matches up, by the way. Some intriguing uh, clashes. Probably uh, uh, Friday night, the early match, West Tigers v. the Warriors, $1.82. Uh, Western $2 for the Tigers. And the early market for Brisbane v North Queensland on Sunday, uh, North, uh, North Queensland, the outside, is there at two forty five, Brisbane $1.55. So that round is open. We've got a couple of NRL women's matches today, boys. And Parramatta $2.10. The Roosters $1.74. That one gets underway at midday. And that will be followed by Newcastle at $3.20. St. George Illawarra $1.36, a line of 7.5 points. And a fair bit of movement around the premiership market in the men's. Mm-hmm. Penrith four dollars, Melbourne five. The Roosters back in a little bit to six fifty from seven. Parramatta at ten, $10.00. Manly thirteen, Souths at fifteen. Now Cronulla seventeen, the Knights at twenty one, Gold Coast twenty six, along with the Bulldogs, Brisbane. Canberra way out to 29, along with uh, all the Dragons are into 29. Then we've got 67 for the Cowboys, 81 the Warriors, and 81 West Tigers. So, yeah, a lot of movement in that uh, NRL Premiership market.
3: And I should make mention, Jared and Dino, after 9 o'clock, after the 9 o'clock news, we have Craig Bellamy, the Melbourne Storm coach, joining us just after 9 o'clock just after he's coached his 500th game. So really looking forward to talking to Craig Bellamy. Hey, Jared, um, our blue boys got off to a win, being Richmond for the first time in almost a decade, and the AFL season is underway.
7: They did it rather well, didn't mm. they, uh, Ray? And uh, the Swans had a good win last night as good. well. It's yep. been a good round so mm. far. Three fascinating matches today. Now, Hawthorne, $1. eighty-five, North Melbourne, $1. ninety-five. Mm. They are in from two twenty-five. Nathan five uh, has been ruled out of the Fremantle side, so they go from favourites a dollar seventy out to outsiders at two fifteen. Adelaide a dollar seventy, uh, but probably the biggest uh, move. Now, bearing in mind we've had these matches open for months. West Coast were a dollar twenty four to beat Gold Coast at four dollars, and just one by one, uh, whether it be injuries or COVID related this week, West Coast have got no players left. Uh, they're out to two dollars thirty. We've got the Gold Coast at a dollar sixty-two, a line of eight and a half points. And again, just looking ahead, we've got next week's matches up. What a beauty this will be on Friday night. Sydney dollar seventy-five, Geelong two dollars ten because they were so impressive yesterday. And to win the Premiership, Melbourne uh, four dollars, the Bulldogs and Brisbane at seven, Port Adelaide ten, the rest are eleven or better. Uh, the Swans there at thirteen
4: dollars. Now, Jared Steve has texted in. And we are mm-hmm. talking about big upsets as mm. is our talk topic today. Yeah. Biggest upset will be if Bulldog catches Ray in the quiz. Ray has been winks coming from behind. This year Ray is might and power, leading from the front, and he won't be caught. Well, Steve, I think you, my friend, might have got a little excited a little
3: too early. Hey, me or, or Steve saying Steve. that oh. you can't.
4: I be don't know.
7: Done. Whether well, you've noticed this, Steam, but gee, there's a lot of public support out there for Ray and these things. Oh, yeah, well, hang on. Is. Hang
3: on. I've got to say, Jared, Rick from Norellan has chimed in. I feel a bit sorry for Dino. He does the right thing and mm, still don't. gets bagged.
4: Thank you very much, Rick. Well, nice did, to have some support. Did he do
3: the right thing before? No, you bagged Paul Wayne. I didn't
4: bag him. I just questioned his integrity by being the official scorer. You're bagging him. Well, he's the official scorer, and he rings in and he's on your team.
7: Well, just on going back to the biggest upset, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest upsets I ever saw was in the 2004 Olympics in Greece, where Puerto Rico uh, defeated the USA in the basketball. This was the first time the NBA players could play uh, in, in the Olympics, I think. So it was a full, full-on full NBA team, and they got toweled up by nearly 20 points. That's right. They were 30-point favourites, the That's USA. Right.
3: And do you remember back in 1950, the USA won, defeated England nil. I think, I'm pretty sure it was at Wembley.
7: Right. How yeah. old do you think I am? Oh. <laughs>
3: no, it's one of the greatest upsets ever in sport. Okay. USA. No, I don't. <laughs> Cricket. i
4: oh, sorry. <laughs> Cricket and soccer, Jared.
7: Uh, cricket tomorrow, uh, the third test, and there's nothing between these three prices. Pakistan two seventy five, draw two seventy, Australia two dollars ninety. The a big match in the uh, women's World Cup today, which gets underway in three or four minutes. New Zealand, England. I think I'm right in saying here that whilst this is part of the the season proper, with the group matches, loser gone. And they were sort of second favourites, both of them equal second favourites to win the World Cup. New Zealand, the Outsiders, $2.00, England $1.80. And we've got one on tomorrow morning, Uh, West Indies $1.23, Pakistan at $4.20. And we've got a few EPL matches tonight, but we've also got one A-League match. uh, Gets underway at 7 o'clock, so a late one tonight. Western Sydney $2.10, draw $3.60, Adelaide United at $3.25. And tonight, of course, is the first in the F1 season. And Lewis Hamilton starting down the grid some way. He's a $15 pop. But Max Verstappen, $2.10. Charles Leclerc was the favourite, uh, or is was the quickest qualifier. He's at $2.50, and then Carlos Sainz at $7.50. So it might be a bit of a changing of the guard there tonight with the Mercedes struggling in qualifying and practice sessions.
3: Yeah, just quickly on those FA Cup. Um, overnight, Chelsea 2 beat Middlesbrough nil in the quarterfinal. Three games tonight, Crystal Palace, Everton, Southampton, Manchester City and Nottingham Forest host Liverpool. Dino? Now, before we
4: let you go, Gerard, mm-hmm. Glenn, mm-hmm. the Newcastle Seagull. Good morning, Bulldog Ray and Tanya. Hey, Bulldog, while we all know that a good scorer always beats a good player, well <laughs> done, Wayne... <laughs> Don't forget a good inflection has won you several points. Keep going, Ray. Well done. Glenn from, Glenn, Newcastle, from Newcastle, Newcastle Seagull. Seagull. They Glenn. really
7: don't like you, do they? The oh, listeners.
4: I've got some people at. That and and line, you
7: have bought it me. all on yourself. You've bought it all on yourself.
4: <laughs> what do you think they like you, uh, Jared has No, uh, oh, I'm not sure about. I don't think a lot so. Of no, a lot of no, nobody
7: ever. Sure. Nobody ever sends in a rap, so perhaps yes, they, they do.
3: don't. Well, honestly, Jared, a lot of people ask me about. Jared Daffy's life. No one asked me. Well, that, that staggers me. <laughs> yeah. Would we'll... you
7: mention it if they did? No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <He> probably would. <laughs> hey, Jared,
3: really appreciate your thoughts always on a Sunday morning. Have a great weekend, mate.
7: Well, hopefully, we're all back here again next Sunday. Fingers crossed. There's Jared
3: Daffy talking life, lessons, and the world of sport. Plenty of people want to have their say. Old Pete's on the line. Good morning, old Pete. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Terrific. How are you feeling, mate? Well,
20: I've had a fall
13: during the week, so I'm. Uh... I hit the deck. Oh, I've you're... gone from old gold chocolate to boiled
3: lollies in the last month. Oh, gee, I hope you I hope, anyway, you're, hope you're okay, yeah. old Pete. So.
13: I didn't fall on my head,
3: so I didn't really hurt.
13: <laughs> there
3: you go. <laughs> what can we do for you, mate?
13: Well, I think the greatest one my old dad used to tell me all the time, Ajax getting beat at thirty feet to 1 on in a four horse field mm. going for his ninety win, so he wasn't a pit pony, he was a pretty handy horse. Yeah, it was a
3: 1939 Rawson Stakes, which was the yeah. Randvet Stakes that was run yesterday. He was Actually, 40 to 1 on Old Pete. It was a three horse race, and the winner was 33 to 1 outside of Spear Chief. So, probably the biggest upset in Australian racing history. That's um, Old Pete. It's a famous race, and that was a famous defeat because Old Pete was right. He was going for his 19th consecutive win. Dino?
4: Another upset here. Marg Tex in saying sporting upsets. Jeff Horn versus Manny Pacquiao. Ah, good one. And no name on this one. Another upset. John Sieben beating Michael Gross, the Albatross in the 1984 Olympics 200-metre butterfly. Both good ones.
3: Well, bear go the 9 o'clock news because coming up after 9 o'clock news, we'll talk to Melbourne Storm coach Craig Bellamy.
18: Hello, I'm Sarah Wombey. Transport New South Wales is promising trains will run as normal tomorrow morning despite the ongoing threats of industrial action. The rail union is beginning to wind back various strikes to allow the network to operate fully. Transport for New South Wales chief operations officer Howard Collins says negotiations are continuing.
9: I understand that everything will be okay
6: for a normal Monday to Friday service this Monday, and certainly that is the plan. I have no knowledge of anything else other than the fact that we will be in negotiations with the chief executive of Sydney Trains for the next six weeks.
18: In South Australia, Peter Malinowskis is enjoying a landslide victory after just one term in opposition and has left his opponent Stephen Marshall fighting to hold his own seat. A substantial primary swing of 6.7 per cent has put Labor ahead in 25 seats to the Liberals' 12. Mr Malinowskis thanking those around him.
10: Politics is a tough business and uh, while we are right to be proud of our efforts tonight, we should acknowledge the hard work of others. But first and foremost, I would like to take this opportunity to thank the people of South Australia.
18: Queensland's Deputy Premier has announced a multi-million dollar recovery and buyback scheme in the wake of recent flooding in the south-east. Sean Bendley reports.
5: $741 million will give affected residents options that may include retrofitting, house raising or the voluntary buyback of homes at high risk from future floods. million will help councils and agencies with the clean-up of flood-related debris. The Queensland Government is calling on the Commonwealth to split the cost 50-50. Sean Bindley, Air News Brisbane.
18: Police are investigating after two bodies were found in the South Burnett region of Queensland. A kayaker raised the alarm after seeing the bodies floating in Gordon Brook Dam around 3.30 yesterday afternoon. A crime scene has been declared and emergency services assisted with retrieving the bodies. Discarded face masks are creating hazards for Melbourne's penguin colonies. Parks Victoria has issued a plea for people to dispose of the masks properly, including breaking the elastic loops. Phillip Island ranger Brandon Zafra says the used masks are causing problems.
14: This can cause a huge impact upon the penguins, can cause entanglement, so we don't want any of our wildlife getting tangled up. One of our purple swamp hens who was seen tangled within a mask and had to have it removed,
18: Overseas, Russia has escalated its attacks on Ukraine with the use of high-tech weapons. Hypersonic missiles have been used to destroy a weapons storage facility. The missiles travel at 10 times the speed of sound and cannot be detected by Ukrainian air defence systems. Nearly 850 civilians have been killed during the invasion of Ukraine. Also a news, cricketing great Shane Warne will be laid to rest today at a private service in Melbourne. Refugee advocates will gather in Sydney this afternoon to highlight the plight of thousands of refugees in Afghanistan Afghanistan and Iraq. The ACT Supreme Court has thrown out a negligence claim by a woman who fell over after slipping on a squashed grape at a Coles supermarket. And the Lotto jackpot could become a lot harder to win under proposed changes to add extra numbers to the draw. This is Air News. <laughs> There were wins in Townsville, Cronulla and the Gold Coast in yesterday's NRL. Terry Daniel has more.
5: North Queensland has scored its first win of the season with a convincing 26-6 win over Canberra in Townsville. Earlier, Cronulla scored a try in the last minute and Nico Hines nailed the conversion for an 18-16 win over Parramatta. That gave Craig Fitzgibbon his first win as Sharks coach.
10: Yeah, it was the hard way, um, but no, it was really, uh, I was just proud of the way we played, so yeah, that was a a good experience.
5: And the Gold Coast Titans scored their first win of the season, beating the New Zealand Warriors 20 points to 18. Terry Daniel, AirSport.
18: A dominant second half from the Swans has seen them finish 20-point victors over the Giants in their AFL season opener. Buddy Franklin was full of praise for teammate Luke Parker on Fox Sports.
4: It was huge. I wanted to kick five. I did kick five, five, five goals. Could have kicked six, but... We need those kind
7: of players stepping up. We've obviously got a young group. We need our leaders playing really well, and um, tonight they did.
18: In the other games, the Brisbane Lions won against Port Adelaide 80-69, to while Geelong thumped Essendon 138-72. Wins to the Hawks and Kings in the NBL. Wins to the Boomers and Southside Flyers in the women's games. And in the A-League, Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory had a one-all draw. Brisbane upset Perth 4-1, and Sydney and Central Coast also had wins. Australian Independent Radio News.
9: Man, what a game last night. Did you see?
19: Sorry, mate! Can't hear you!
9: With KO Sports on demand, there's no spoilers, so you'll never miss a moment of the team you love
10: very funny guys. (laughs) Oh come on mate. Let me in the car.
11: Get in. While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock again. Tab, long where we play.
0: Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's help. 1-800-858-858.
5: Race into autumn with the Royal Musselbrook Cup Day. Friday, April 1. Featuring the Royal Musselbrook Gold Cup. Enjoy exhilarating horse racing, plus fashions on the field, great entertainment and quality food. Get your tickets now at musselbrookraceclub.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic The traffic
19: report. The season is back and you'll never miss the team you love with every game of every round, live and at break free in play on KO Sports. New to KO, start your free trial today. There's been a car and motorbike smash in North Ride. Northbound traffic affected Lane Cove Road at Kent Road and at Kemp's Creek sorting out an earlier smash, Elizabeth's Drive at Mamre Road affecting all directions. Due to the recent weather events, Galston Road remains closed between Galston and Hornsby Heights both ways. Want to trade financial markets? Trade with CMC Markets, the trusted trading platform for over 30 years. Trade your way at cmcmarkets.com. All trading involves risk. I'm Tim Govers, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio.
18: On the big sports breakfast,
19: interstate weather. Sydney today, no rain. Dino, you know how good's that?
3: Partly cloudy, though, heading for a top of 25. Melbourne, partly cloudy and 24. Brisbane, mostly sunny, 29 degrees for Brisbane. Over in Perth, shower two, possible storm later and 29. Adelaide, mostly sunny, 31 degrees. Hobart, late drizzle, heading for a top of 23. Darwin, possible shower and 34 degrees. And in Canberra, early cloud, then mostly sunny and a top of 27.
1: Just outside, Manly, Swinney here, Walker, Keary around the back, great pass, watch out. he's got Turbo to beat, lovely football from the Roosters, Ernie.
8: Yes, oh, Neddai.
14: Neddai comes up with it. What a catch and what a try. Great try. for the Cowboys.
2: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
14: And welcome
3: back to the show with Dino and Ray. Final hour, got Craig Bellamy, the Melbourne Storm coach, coming on very shortly after he celebrated his 500th NRL game with a win, 15-14, the Storm over the Rabbits on Thursday night. Tanya will be on with a sports update. Phil Buzz-Rothfield a little later in this hour. Will Ray Hadley join us again this hour, do you think? Oh, he'll be listening.
4: He okay. listens every week. It's his favourite radio show. He, sort of he came, likes it more than his own show. He
3: came in off a long run and got buzzed last week, he didn't he? It is. was very funny. And, of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts on thirteen fifty three fifty three SMS 0419 With anything to do with sport, we'd love to hear your thoughts. And, of course, our talk topic today, great upsets in sport. Well, Dean, our next gentleman is certainly got used to winning over his 500-game career with the Melbourne Storm as coach, and it's an absolute privilege to have him on the show on a Sunday morning. Craig Bellamy, good morning.
20: Morning, Ray. How are you doing?
3: Terrific, and thanks for joining us, Craig. Firstly, congratulations on on what's been a wonderful career, but we can go back to Thursday night, 15-14 against South Sydney. Storm looked to be in control, but it's a funny game, rugby league, isn't it?
20: Yeah, I wasn't really laughing, actually, Ray, but... (laughs) Yeah, it was, um, obviously, we just lost a bit of our discipline there. We ended up with two guys in the tin bin. And, mm. um, you know, during that time, that took a bit of, I suppose, a bit of petrol out of us. And, um, you know, we struggled a bit there for a while. And uh, But, you know, the guys, you know, have done a great job at the end so just to find a bit of energy to uh, to hang in there. And then, you know, we we're probably a little bit lucky uh, to get that full goal at the end. Hey, Craig. Congrats on the five hundred
4: first up. Uh, were you self indulgent enough to get home that night and just, I don't know, have a beer and sit back and think, Wow, five hundred games, that's a fair effort.
20: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, not really, Bulldo. I um yeah, we we all went out and had, had something to eat and um had all my family there, so so that was good and uh yeah, you know, I only had about three or four beers actually, which is uh I thought I might have had a few more, but actually, but it was uh, it was a pretty hectic week, so um, I was probably glad to get home and get a little bit of sleep.
3: Yeah. Greg, I can understand because it did create a lot of attention, quite rightly so. And can, can I take, you, if you don't mind, going back to that very first game? And it was well documented, and it didn't exactly get off to the, the start you wanted, did it? <laughs> <laughs> no,
20: uh, yeah, I, I, I can't remember some games. You know, like obviously the 500, you know, course, some yeah. people bring some things up about this or that or or whatever, but, um, you know, like the one, like, you know, I, I can always remember that first game where, um, I think it was down 22-0 after mm. 20 minutes. And I, I remember thinking there, I, I was around that time, you know, at that time of the game that, you know, John Rubo will probably be in the, in the dressing room at half time with a one-way ticket back to Brisbane, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, but <laughs> it was, uh, it, it was nice to patient with, with me, John. So, uh yeah, at the end of the day, it, it always ends up, up good. But you know, in some ways, you know, it seems to have taken the lifetime for the 500 games, and in other ways, it seems to have gone really quickly. You know, it all depends what what stage I suppose, and um, you know how you're going through you know through the seasons. But uh, it's been a great ride. You know, met a lot of wonderful people. You know, mainly at the storm, but also you know. Even when like I coached Origin, you know, wasn't didn't have a whole lot of success there. But you know, some of the the people I've met during that time yeah. and people I've met during the, the footy career has been uh, it's been tremendous.
3: You did win that first game, didn't you, Craig? Yeah, I think
20: we won our yeah. first game at yeah, Origin. Oh no, that.
3: no, that, that very first game you coached oh, when yeah, you were down. No, we yeah. Oh,
20: sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we. Um, yeah, I think we won thirty. 2228 or something. So yeah, I was I was happy to see John (laughs) after
4: (laughs) that. Hey Billy, I've got to ask you: when you blow up and the cameras on you, you get up, you slam your fist down, and you bolt somewhere at the back. Where do you go? And then you just spit on your heels and come back in again.
18: Yeah, I I just sort of I
20: know it's my little way of sort of, not yeah, I suppose getting composed again or. um, you know, I don't yeah, get a bit embarrassed, you know, when I see see me blowing up every now and then on that um, you know, on on, on the T V you know, cameras. So um, yeah, but I, it's my little way of resetting, I suppose. Um I reset a fair fair bit on Thursday night, but um, yeah, but that that that's just my way. I have, have a little bit of a walk and then on on you know, resetting to, to what I need to do and, you know, make sure I'm face face on you know, what's happening on the field.
4: Oh mate, you might not think so, Craig, but it's great television. It just shows you. How, <laughs> oh, but it just shows you how passionate you are and well, how much you love you winning, and it's it's compulsive. That's why I think all the TV stations just have a camera set on your coaching box because they they just know that fans actually love it.
20: Do you think you'll ever lose that passion, bellyache? No, uh, you know I think if someone had asked me at the uh, the start of my career, I'd probably would have said at some stage, but it doesn't seem to be going so. um yeah, so I just try and yeah, try and live with it myself, I suppose. Um as I said, sometimes you know, I'm watching the game the next day, you know, reviewing it and you know, one of them will pop up and I think what, what you know, what are you doing here in <laughs> you know, so I just find it hard to, hard to not to do it, I suppose, at, at certain times. But um yeah, so I think it's here to start. You become worse at our little mate in Canberra. <laughs>
4: uh,
20: yeah, yeah, he's Actually, he's um, pretty passionate. Um, yeah, <laughs> he is. But I think he sort of hides a little bit better on, um, uh, yeah, when he's in the box. I think in the dressing room he's probably a bit more hot headed than me. I make he better. waits for the press <laughs> conference. <laughs> yeah, he might have been a little bit hot headed last night. <laughs> I didn't actually see the game, but I I've seen the results. So um, stickly. Yeah. 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 Sick, yeah.
3: What, what about it? What about a Training, Craig? Um, does that passion come out in training when it's just behind closed doors, it's just you and the players. Do you, is it the same reaction you have then if things aren't going yeah. quite the way you want to at training? Yeah, um, yeah obviously, again, the pressure of
20: a um, of game is a lot more than
3: yeah. the pressure of training.
20: But, uh, yeah, I, I do get a bit excited if I think, um, you, know, we're, you know, we're not putting in a train or we're not actually listening to the them. But, um, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's just just a moment. Like, you know, I, am you know, really believing. You know, you need to work hard. You need to prepare well if you're going to play well. So, um, you yeah, know, that's one of my, you know, big things. I suppose is to make sure, you know, we we look to be training our best every day and you know, look to pre- prepare well. And if we're not doing that, you know, sometimes I'll uh, I'll have a bit, a bit of a go at training as well. Mm. Correct. Is what you
4: do away from footy. Keep you fresh, and if so, what what are your hobbies outside of rugby league? I mean, do you family? I know you're, you're you're very close to your family, and you're very family orientated. But what do you do away from footy that does keep you in a fresh
20: state of mind for your footy? Yeah, um, well, I've got a bit of spare time, but you know, I, obviously, like spend a bit of time with my grandkids, you know. So, so that that's number one. But the other one, I, you know, um, I, I like my music, and um, I like going to, uh, you know, like. Concerts and you know, like you know, Jimmy Barnes has always been a real favorite, oh, the Angels, that, that sort of stuff. So, I really like the music, and um, um, I, I got that off, off my dad. He was a bit of a musician, he played the guitar and sang. So, um, that, that's what I, I really enjoy doing when you know, when, when I get a bit of time away from hoodie. An old rockabilly act, like the Angels, Jimmy I, Barnes. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm a rocker, but I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I love that. That, that sort of music and um i've actually uh you know been lucky enough to meet jimmy and uh I, i've been i know the the angels place as well so uh all good guys, but uh yeah i, I love what they do and um yeah i like a whole you know there's, there's a whole wide range of music that i really enjoy but um getting to see uh you know jimmy and the angels that's, um i'm i'm in heaven then
3: that's our era, do you? It
20: it's is, it's yeah. It's yeah. A, no, I love all that, that music too. What's yeah, the one absolutely. song you're embarrassed to love, Greg? Again,
4: what's the one song you're embarrassed to love? Uh,
20: I'm ever going to see your face again with the, <laughs> they start swearing and going on. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, exactly,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Craig, can I get it back on the footy a little bit if I can? And and you have trained some some of the greatest players the game has seen, and we'll come to them in a sec. But I was really interested to ask you that you have an uncanny ability, and it's been demonstrated time and time again over your, virtually 20 years at the Storm and those 500 games, to find players that sometimes have been discarded by other clubs and then you turn them into the best footballers they can be. What is it that you can see in an individual that you think is worth taking a punt on that may have lost his way to another club?
20: Yeah, the, the first thing we look. Look at it, you. Know, when we bring someone to our club, whether it be a player or a staff member, is you know, do we um, do we think that they'll care about you know what I suppose what our identity is, you know what our club's about, yeah. um, and basically you know I think the real the real valuable players are players that actually care about their teammates as well, and it's not all, all about them. You know you, you want them to be selfish in a you know, I suppose in a in a particular way so, you know, that they're playing the you know, playing the best they can, they're playing to their capabilities. But at mm. the end of the end of the day they've got to be you know, have a care about the team. And um yeah, sometimes that's that, that's hard to pick in, in a person but you do your homework on them and, you know, talk to people that, that know those those guys, you can get a bit of a an idea. Um but really they yeah, when they come to our club, I'll give them a couple. I'll give them a couple of things that they'll need to be good at. You know, depending on what position um, they play in, what what their strengths are, and probably what they're not so good at. And you know, I'll give them two or three things that they they'll need to be good at. And it's basically it's up to them to you know how much time and effort they put into putting the work in. You know, to be doing those things well. And if they do those things well, they're, they're a good chance to be playing uh, NRL soon.
3: Interesting. Now,
20: Craig, the uh, deal you had with Melbourne was that
4: you, or they hoped that you would determine your future before March 30, but the club has given you or granted you a little more time. And obviously, that would always be the case given the respect that you are held down there. Uh, Tough question, but. There's a headline coming here, Craig. Yeah, well, no, I'm just (laughs) trying to work out uh, are you sooner rather than later? Are you you in any rush to do it, or will it just come when you feel like you're ready?
20: Yeah, well, again, the. You know, the club, you know, needs a certain amount of time if I, um, you know, if they have to find a, a new coach. So, uh, you know, I'm aware of that. So, yeah, like, uh, like I say, you know, the, the reason that I've sort of asked for, you know, a couple of more weeks is that um, it's been a bit of a, you know, a, a disruptive pre-season, to be quite honest. You know, there's been a, a couple of things, you know, that personally that, um, you know, it's, 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 I, I suppose, you know, taken thoughts away from, from Yeah, what what I'm going to be doing uh, Mm -hmm. next year, but um, yeah, I I, I think you know, I like the thing is it's going to be within the next month. So, you know, we'll we'll, uh, yeah, I I think I can't guarantee that, but I think within the next month we'll we'll know what I'm doing.
3: Fair enough. Hey Craig, I did mention the players, and I did want to ask you about some of the greats that you've that you have been. (laughs) you have coached like the Cameron Smiths, the the Greg Inglises, the Cooper Cronks, etc. When you've got players of their immense talent and their geniuses in their own right, how does Craig Bellamy coach those champion players?
20: Yeah, well, like, all those guys there, you know, that you, you mentioned there, Ray, like they were they were young players when yep. I was a young coach. You know, they Ooh. were all there except for greg he come you know a little bit later um but all the other guys were were young players and i was a young coach so i think with all due respect i i think they really helped me a, a, along the way as well um in that i, I think my greatest you know, like a guy like cameron i think he, he got coached a lot by his dad like his dad was a good player and his dad was a was a dummy half. um so i think he coached... Cameron, you know, right up through through the grades, just dummy up. So I think uh, Cameron's dad could take a you know a, a lot of um, accolades for you know what Cameron done. But I, I think the, the greatest thing that, that that where I help those guys is I, I you know help them understand that you're not gonna you don't get anything for nothing. You know, at the end of the day, if you want to be an role player, you need to put in the effort. You need to have a, a work ethic. You need to like have a plan on what you you know what you want to be good at and you know where you want to be going with your career. So, like well, I so I just think you know I really pushed into them about the work ethic, and I think you know that that's my greatest um, you know well my greatest advice that I give those guys. And then, as I said, I think you know as a as that they developed as players, I probably developed as a coach, and you know we certainly helped uh, each other. You know, mm-hmm. so like so I I think you know they were very smart players within their own right, and you know they were, with all due respect, they're probably um, better coaches than me because they were out there. I, I only see it. You know, yeah. they're out there and they're doing it. So um, they like I, didn't, I, don't think I did. I only I saw them always about. Much about putting in their positions, but I think you know, I give them that work ethic, and then you know, as we as we worked through all those years, you know, we 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 worked in together and you know, worked things out for the team, and you know, what was right and what was wrong, and um, well, I'll, I'll be forever grateful and you know, being able to coach those guys.
3: And I think they they re, they have the reverse opinion there, forever grateful that you were their coach. But can can I also put it to you this way, Craig? We, we look at the modern game and. Talk about structures and and how teams go about their play, etc. When you've got players like, well, back to Greg Inglis for example, or even a, a, a Cameron Munster now, who are instinctive players, how do you coach them? Do you give them that license to thrill, so to speak? Yeah, again, I think you know, those guys, as you say, the
20: instinctive players, um, you need to make sure that you know you, you're allow you allow them to use those instincts. Um, but there'll be a, you know they' With all, with all players, um, with those players, the borders are probably a little bit wider, but there is some um, restrictions, I suppose. You know, you don't just want going off... Um, you know, there'll be a couple of things that... You know, well, there's a couple of things that I'll tell you know, Cameron uh, Munster that, you know, look, mate, I don't think that's going to help this team or whatever, but uh, at the end of the day, this or that, you know, that that can help our team. Yeah, so yeah. I don't want to take his instincts away, but, you know, he just can't go playing the game for his own his own benefit. He's got to, you know, have some sort of... Um, Getting that know, balance team. right, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that team mentality in there as well, mm. yeah.
4: Now, Billy, I'm going to test your love of the angels yeah. here. I've just called <laughs> up the lyrics. Am I ever going to see your face again? <laughs> you finish your sentence. Went down to Santa Fe.
20: Went down to Santa Fe. Uh, No, I don't know. Where Renoir... Meets the wall. That's it. There you go. That's right. There
3: I go. It's a great song. It is a great song. It is a great song. Hey, look, Craig, um, really appreciate you giving us your time on a Sunday morning. 500 games, it's a, a phenomenal achievement, the success that you've had. With the Storm is, is a testament to your work ethic and the players that you've brought through. And Dino, I, I know you speak very highly of, of um, your interactions with Craig Bellamy over the years.
4: Yeah, I've had a fair bit to do with Craig over the years. We're in different cities, but every time I ring Craig, he's honest, he's up front. Oh, he's a man's man, he's a bit old school. There's no BS about Craig. You ask him a question, he gives you an answer. And Billy, Ake, just from my point of view, I've covered your career from the start. Congratulations on 500 and... You've been a pleasure to, to deal with and congratulations on all your success and may it keep going for many years to come.
20: Uh, thanks a lot, Bulldog. Thanks a lot, Ray. Appreciate uh, the thought this month. Thank Go, you. Go the Angels. Go Angels. <laughs> <laughs>
3: best, best luck this season. There's Craig Bellamy, the coach of the Melbourne Storm. They're 2 and O to start the season. They'll be hard to beat again. Listening to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. The Putters Panel. Well, I'm
21: quite keen on uh, Lighthouse.
16: Yeah, I'm in the same corner as Darren here. A nice little leg up from Mr. Maher at the track work this morning. He trains Lighthouse. Yeah, I'll make the hat trick here. I think Lighthouse picks itself. She's drawn clear
8: here in the Kilmore Classic and Lighthouse way too good. She's extreme. I can't get away from the favourite. She'll super last up behind Fireburn, I think. And she's extreme, pushed out by Barry Goes Home Best. The
9: Putters Panel. Friday morning, Racing HQ. Introducing the drive car of the year, the all new Kia Sportage awarded for its new turbo engine that gives you progressive performance. The Kia Sportage has a boldly sculpted sportsback design and soft touch leather interior, making it a natural leader. Kia Sportage, the drive car of the year. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer.
15: Kia, movement that inspires. There's a prestigious day where the best horses race, the star Doncaster Mile and the Bentley Australian Derby in all their grace. Guests in black and white from head to toe, four historic Group 1 races and a dazzling show. The Star Championships Day 1 featuring world-class racing, the new wing stand and a show-stopping live performance by Shepherd. This is where stories are made. April 2 at Royal Randwick. Book now at theracers.com.au.
10: G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths, but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Galo's Pies? Because at Garlo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat.
4: The footy season is back and you'll never miss a moment with KO Sports, the team you love every game of every round, live and ad break free in play. And after some cracking games, we finish off this round this afternoon, Ray, with the Newcastle Knights playing West Tigers mm-hmm. and Canterbury facing off against the Brisbane Broncos, exclusively on Fox League, available on KO. New to KO? Start your free trial today. <laughs>
18: on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas. A
17: dominant win for North Queensland over Canberra in the NRL match in Townsville, 26 points to six, giving the Cowboys their first win of the year. Cronulla scored just before the siren and Nico Hines converted just after the siren to give the Sharks a two-point win over Parramatta, 18-16 in the Shire, and the Gold Coast beat the Warriors also by two, 20 points to 18. In NRLW, the Broncos suffered their first loss since 2019, going down to the Gold Coast in the first ever Queensland derby, the tie winning 28-26. NRLW today, the Eels play the Roosters at 12, followed by the Knights and the Dragons, both at McDonald Jones Stadium. That'll be followed by the men's game, Newcastle versus the West Tigers, and Canterbury host Brisbane at ACOR. Trainer Gary Portelli collected his second golden slipper yesterday at Rose Hill Gardens. However, it wasn't his stable favourite, Sajardin, but Fireburn that won for him, running clear from the 100-metre mark with Brenton Abdullah on board. Of the other group ones, Forbidden Love took out the George Rider, Animo, the Rosehill Guineas, Montefilia, the Ranvit, and Shelby 66, the Galaxy. And while trainer Annabel Nishan was at Rose Hill, her horse Saki won the All-Star Mile at Flemington. In the women's one-day cricket World Cup pool match at Eden Park in Auckland late yesterday, India posted seven for 277 from its 50 overs. Then Australia came out and completed the highest run chase in women's World Cup history to make 280 with six wickets in hand and three balls to spare, earning them a spot in the semi-finals. An electric atmosphere last night at Acor Stadium for the Swans and Giants in Round 1 AFL. Buddy Franklin unable to get the five goals he needed for his 100th or 1,000th goal, I should say. Just the one last night. He'll have to wait for another time. The Swans winning the derby 112-92. Geelong 138 beat Essendon 72. And Brisbane over Port Adelaide 80 points to 69. Sydney FC beat Western United 3-0 in last night's A-League match at Jubilee Stadium. One of those goals from Luciano Narsing, it's the Dutchman's first in the A-League. The Sky Blues solidifying a top six position with the win. Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory played a one-all draw and Brisbane 4 beat Perth 1. In the women's game, Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory meet in the prelim final today at 4.05 at Amy Park. The winner of that match to play Sydney FC in next Sunday's grand final at Jubilee IDM. Edge of the seat stuff in the final quarter of the NBL match between Sydney and South East Melbourne last night. The Kings winning by two points, 91 to 89. Jarrell Martin starring with 24 points and eight rebounds. The victory taking their winning streak now to eight as they sit in the top four. In the other match, the Hawks, 91, beat Tasmania 65. Super Rugby Pacific and Waratahs, 24, beat the Rebels, 19. The Western Force, 20, over Fiji and drew 18. The Chiefs, 59, defeated Moana Pacifica, 12. In Six Nations, Italy broke its seven-year Six Nations losing streak with a shock late win over Wales, 22-21 in Cardiff. Ireland beat Scotland, 26-5, and that set up the final match where it will be decided, and it's just completed. France, 25, beat England, 13. The French win the title. Chelsea is into the FA Cup semi-finals after a 2-1 away win over Middlesbrough overnight in the first of the quarterfinals. In the other quarters to come, Crystal Palace plays Everton, Southampton versus Manchester City, Nottingham Forest v Liverpool, while in the Premier League, Aston Villa nil, Arsenal one. At Indian Wells Tennis, and Igor Swiatek will play Maria Sakkari in the women's final. The men's semifinals this morning, Taylor Fritz has beaten Andre Rublev in straight sets. And in the final, he'll play the winner of Rafa Nadal and Carlos Alcaraz, that match coming up. Aussie Eleanor Patterson won a silver medal in the women's high jump at the World Indoor Athletics Championships in Serbia. Boys Ukraine's Yaroslava Mauchki. I probably pronounced that wrong. In no, fact, I know good, I did. Good. She won good. the gold medal. Now, the, the 20 year old had to undertake a three day journey from war, her war torn country mm. to reach Belgrade in Serbia for the tournament. And after that, still produced a clearance of 2.02 metres. And in women's high jump, anything over two metres is world class. So that's an incredible effort from her. Also, congratulations to Eleanor for winning the silver. And as I mentioned to you last week, um, Nicola McDermott not there. Mm. Hopefully she's feeling a bit better. So, during the week, I learnt about an award that the Australian Olympic Committee devised in 2018. It's named the Cecil Healy Award. Um, It's to be bestowed on Olympians who display exceptional sportsmanship at an Olympic Games or who uphold Olympic values. Same thing. It was devised in 2018 because that was the 100th anniversary of the death of Australian Olympian Cecil Healy, mm. who was a gold medalist who died in World War I at the Somme at the age ah. of 36. Cecil was a swimmer. Um, he competed at the Games in 1912, so two years Antwerp? before the No, Stockholm. Stock, Stockholm, yeah. Two mm-hmm. years before the war. He won gold in the 4x200 relay swimming in an Australasian team. Mm-hmm. And then he went into the 100 freestyle. He was in the final. But the race favourite and Hawaiian named Duke Ka'anamoku missed out on the uh, semi final because of a misunderstanding over the race time. And Cecil thought that it wasn't right that he wasn't in the race and that any gold medal would be tarnished because the favourite wasn't actually in the final. So he convinced officials to run a special semi-final of which Duke made the time and then went into the final and went on to win the gold. Wow. Cecil won the silver. Okay. So, so uh, he, cost, cost, the, himself a he cost himself a gold medal. Yeah. He cost himself a gold medal for his because of his sportsmanship. Yeah, good on After him. the yeah. race, um, Duke held Cecil's arm up in the air and said, There's not just one, but two champions here. Mm. How lovely is that? Yeah. So that ultimate act of sportsmanship has led to this award. And this award, this week, decathlon Cedric Dubler was named the inaugural oh. winner of the award for his selfless act in Tokyo. You may remember the final round he of the was decathlon. Cheering on the, the yeah, in the fifteen hundred metres, which is the final race. Yep of the, ta- the decathlon, um, his, uh, Ash Maloney, yep. his teammate, was on track to win a bronze medal but needed a specific time in that 1500. And um, and Cedric sacrificed his own race where he could have advanced his position. He wasn't going for a medal but could have advanced his position. Sacrificed um, his own race to encourage Ash. As that he ran with him Amazing footage yeah. of him yelling at him. Yeah. Going, keep, going, you know, yeah. keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And um, Ash got their time. That's and right. Got the bronze medal it was and great stuff, the wasn't first it? Australian to ever win a medal in the decathlon.
3: Remember we were watching that and there were tears in my house. <laughs> oh, there <was> tears. <laughs> I'm hopeless yeah. Yeah. There's also yeah. tears, yeah.
17: and it made me think. The first thing that <laughs> came hopeless. to my mind, or the first person that came to my mind, was Craig Stevens. You remember Craig Stevens, who oh, gave, up, gave up his spot, gave up his, yeah. So he he made the, the Olympic Perkins? team for the 400 meters. Yeah. No, no, for Ian Thorpe. Ian Thorpe, that's right. Yeah. So in this in the Olympic trials for the Athens Olympic games in 2004, Ian fell. No, he fell off the blocks. Before the start. Yeah, yeah. and was disqualified. And Craig Stevens made the team, but um, gave up that spot knowing that you know, right. Ian was the favourite to win that, that medal. Mm, um, right. And then the pressure of, of Thorpe going into that meet to actually win that gold medal after what someone had sacrificed yeah. for him. And he did go on yeah. and win gold in the 400. And it just, I was just Googling Craig Stevens to see what he was up to. And um, in three years later, in 2007, the World Championship swimming was in Melbourne and he won a, a bronze medal in the 800 freestyle. And the gold medalist, Usama Malawi from Tunisia, was disqualified for failing a drug test. So Craig was elevated to silver, mm-hmm. that's, which is fantastic. Yep. So <laughs> he, Swimming Australia asked him to send the bronze medal back and then they would send him a silver medal. And he didn't hear anything from them, so he decided to chase it up. Unfortunately, um, someone lost the silver, me- the, the bronze medal. The silver medal never turned oh, up. Oh, no, you're kidding. So he's, he has no medal That's for not that right. second placing in the Poor World God. Championship.
3: Fix
4: someone that, yeah. fix that Maybe up. Maybe
17: since yeah. – I mean, that, was, uh, that story that I read was about five years old. But you would think that at great act of chivalry that yeah. he made – in you know all those years 10 years or so before or three years before i should say yeah. you think karma would come back yeah. and Poor um, guy. yeah so i i have that as i said that story i read was five or six years ago so let's hope he, he did get that silver medal richie calender just text me he's not sure but
3: when Ian Thorpe won his gold did he give that gold medal to craig stevens just he said maybe tanya can check on i'll that. check on that yeah. i'm not sure
17: He's got plenty, Thorpey. He's
3: got plenty, yeah.
17: <laughs> you give up fascinating
3: one. stuff. But that was great in the decathlon, wasn't it? Remember what was happening and it got.: getting the bronze? And, you
17: yeah. know, there was once doing a Bradbury. Now it's doing yeah. a Dubla. <laughs> That's it.
3: <laughs> Love That's it. the one you want, doing <laughs> a Dubla, isn't <laughs> exactly. it? Exactly. And John Dumas just chimed in and said, Tanya, excellent too. There you go. People listening. <laughs> <laughs> People <laughs> listening.
17: You forget sometimes. just the
3: two of us
9: in here, isn't it? Oh, it,
3: it is It's funny. Thanks, Tanya. We better take a quick break listening to Dino and Ray and Tanya on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
9: Hunter's mortem with Dave Stanley. This ma used
5: to is just becoming a bit of a powerhouse. Dean
4: Lester. One thing that they do better than anyone that I've seen so far is the acclimatisation of the international horses. Ron Duffersey. It was a deserved win by Lighthouse, but I'd have to say you'd be thinking that the promise of
5: success with better a better barrier or better run in transit might have made it interesting. Hunter's mortem.
9: Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Man, what a game last night. Did you see...
19: Sorry, mate! Can't hear you!
9: With KO Sports On Demand, there's no spoilers, so you'll never miss a moment of the team you love. Very funny, guys.
10: <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Dude. Let me in the car.
11: Get in! While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock yep, again. Yep, real fun. Tab, long where we play.
0: Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at one 858 858
5: Race into autumn with the Royal Musselbrook Cup Day. Friday, April 1. Featuring the Royal Musselbrook Gold Cup. Enjoy exhilarating horse racing, plus fashions on the field, great entertainment and quality food. Get your tickets now at musselbrookraceclub.com.au
9: Introducing the Drive Car of the Year. The all-new Kia Sportage. Awarded for its new turbo engine that gives you progressive performance. The Kia Sportage has a boldly sculpted sports-back design and soft-touch leather interior, making it a natural leader. Kia Sportage, the drive car of the year. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer.
15: Kia, movement that inspires
4: deliciously flaky pastry on top of bottom, which is rolled extra thin and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought, Ray. Take Mm -hmm. a night off from cooking and grab a garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we are located in the chilled meal section. If you can't find us... Ask for Gallo's pies by name, Ray. You know how this ad rolls. Mm-hmm. Gallo's pies—they're thin on pastry and they're big on meat.
5: The Wakefield now—they can touch the line. What are they going to do? Miller. Miller gets it away. Here now—they've got a chance with Lino. Lino going for the line,
1: and Mason Lino with a big dive over scores the try that may wrap up the victory for Wakefield.
18: Toby Jane
14: Morgan, outstanding. She'll kick the 40 30. Here's some more room.
5: Monsell away down the sideline. Supporting field, and they won't catch her. Avania Polite racing away. The Titans go back to back.
2: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
3: And welcome back to the show. Very shortly, Phil Buzz Rothfield will join us, but we've got a few calls on the line. Doug's there. Dino, Doug, good morning. G'day, Dean. G'day, Ray. How are you? Terrific. Doug, what do you got for us, mate? I've got Nathan Cleary mm-hmm. and some other thing I'm going to tell you about. Uh,
13: Nathan yep. Cleary, you reckon you should be back in first grade next week?
4: Uh, yes. They said it's three to three. four weeks, yeah. Doug. I, look, I think it's a long-term mentality at Penrith. If he's not 100%, there's no point rushing him back in. That's They'll right. get by without him. They're a very yeah. good team without Nathan Cleary. Clearly, right. they're an exceptional side with him. So, look, if there's any doubt, they would be mad to rush him back. So, I'd say next week. Might even be the week after, Doug. They're playing Doug. the Knights at Bathurst yeah. next week.
13: And I was talking to Charlie Staines' father the other day. He told he was very happy I gave a rap about Charlie Staines.
3: Yeah. He's playing well. He's put on a little bit of weight, hasn't he? A bit of muscle, Doug. Yeah, and he's, he be he's in
21: the fullback position. I
3: reckon. Oh, Dylan Edwards. Oh, I
21: like
3: to see that, mate. uh, Dylan Edwards is a gun fullback. Yeah, I'm not sure
4: about that, uh, Doug. I think Staines going well on the wing. Yeah, Yeah. he would make a good fullback. There's no Mm. doubt. But I think at the moment the balance of that side's pretty spot on, and Dylan Edwards will be their fullback this year.
3: Exactly. I Wonder what this man thinks about potentially Charlie Staines at fullback. Phil Buzz Roughfoot on the line. Buzz, good morning. Yeah, good morning, boys. I'm on a massive, massive high. Yeah.
21: Suburban ground forty Sharp oh. Park last night.
3: Yeah. How long oh, has it been, Buzz? How long? Since
21: 2019, right?
3: Since you were there, yeah, in a home yeah game, so. and home games. Yeah,
21: 2019, and I'm writing my column about it tomorrow, just the experience, and there were horribly long queues, and there was no parking, there's a building site there.
3: Mm. But you know
21: what? The atmosphere of these suburban venues compared to the big stadiums. It's just not a contest. Mm. And uh, gosh, it was a wonderful experience. Um, It it really was. And look, the result obviously went to way. But, you know, there's a lot to be said for Peter Volandi and his campaign to get more money for these venues. Brookvale's going to uh, get its new uh, stadium in the not-too-distant future. Penrith, there's going to be money spent at Shark Park, Leichhardt. Cogra. It, 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 you've got no idea, Bulldog, what a great night it was just being there and um, experiencing the atmosphere and families crammed into the hill. You could smell the beers and the pies and, <laughs> and the hot dogs and just old school rugby league.
4: Sound like you're a bit smitten with yesterday, Buzz.
21: Oh, mate, seriously, it was just fantastic. And you know, you compare this, the experience to the big stadiums you get there, it can be soulless. There's Tens of thousands of empty seats. horses for I'm courses, isn't
4: it, Buzz? There's times for those big stadiums, obviously, and there's times yeah. for suburban footy. I even saw some vision buzz of Toby Rudolph having jumped the fence and was actually in the crowd, hugging and getting selfies. And yeah. I thought, that's what footy's all about, mm. letting these stars get up close and personal with the punters. Yeah, he jumped the
21: fence. It was uh, quite remarkable. but It was a crazy night because ScoMo was there. And he couldn't get into the Sharks' dressing shed, or their major sponsors, because of COVID protocols. Mm. But then Toby jumped the fence and spent 10 minutes with the fans. The players were, you know, cuddling fans and doing selfies. So <laughs> the, the, the members and the fans got a better deal than the PM last night.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, Bards, Willow from Windsor wants to know, if you celebrated the Sharks' last-minute win with a jungle chicken curry last night.
21: Can I tell you I, I did? Oh,
3: you I, uh,
21: I came home and I, I jumped straight on the computer and I, I worked on the cover for the Gary Ferris on the Sunday tele-sports section. But I did jump onto my Uber Eats app and ordered, yes, the jungle chicken curry.
4: And it was <laughs> so,
13: outstanding.
4: So it's fair to say that the front cover of the biggest selling sports section <laughs> in Australia was yeah. designed around... A chicken curry. It was. It was, too. <laughs> what did you have for dinner? Last night, uh, yeah. tofu, vegetables and fruit. Wow. That's how I roll. Really? No, I'm no, lying. Not. I had a pie. <laughs> I did <ate a> <laughs> it really And it was, was. a Garlow's pie, too.
21: Oh, dear, oh, dear Bulldog.
4: Hey, listen, Buzz, dear I've just oh. read in your column, it's mm. an interesting story about the great man, Ray Warren, saying he's, he's tortured by this decision yeah. about whether to keep going or not.
21: Look, I rang Rabs on Friday and just hearing his voice was beautiful. You know, I, I love it. And um, and he's the voice of Rugby League for more than four decades, but he's still umming and auring whether he's going to call football this year. And um, I think he'll make a decision the next few weeks. He asked Channel 9 to be left off the roster for the first six weeks of the competition that he's called 99 Origins. I would personally love to see him call... The one hundredth origin, I think there should be a special presentation with the great man to go with that. But look, I can under, look, he's seventy eight years of age. How long do race callers go for, right? People like Ian Craig and Johnny Tapper. how long yeah. when do they retire?
3: Ah, uh, well Johnny Tapper Yeah, Johnny Tapp he retired after about thirty odd thirty odd years. Ian Craig about the same. You know, you've got some who go on fifty years, buzz, you know. I guess it's yeah. whether they had that passion still. Yeah, but what's not not? grabs' is humming and hawing because he doesn't want to undo any of the
21: great work that he's done in the mm. past. And, yeah. and obviously, at that age, it's harder to pick up players. And and you know, but I, I want him to continue. I really do. Rugby league's not the same without him. Him alongside Peter Falingos, were the first media inductees into the NRL Hall of Fame. He's such a part of rugby league, particularly on Origin night and. I think he might have another season in him Rabs. but look, that's a decision for him. I don't like ringing him all the time and asking him, but he was more than happy to have a chat. And and, uh, look, I, I, I do hope he can keep going.
3: Yeah, no, he is the voice of rugby league. Hey, Buzz, also in your, what's the buzz column today. I love this story, Harry Garside, who we've had on this show. And for our listeners who are aware of him, he's the guy who, the boxer who won a bronze medal at the Tokyo Olympics. And, what he's doing with his medal, Buzz, I think shows what a special person he is. All these good young boxers, mate, they're
21: good people. Mm. You know, George Cambosis and um, Jeff, the next boy Brock Jarvis. Brock Jarvis, they're such good kids. This Harry Garth, he can fight too. He's, mm. he's back in the ring next month. He's, he's um, So what he did, he won a bronze uh, in Tokyo. It was only our second medal at the Olympics in boxing in 50 years, so that's how rare it is. He lives in Sydney now, and the medal was just at his old home in, uh, in Melbourne. And he said, look, it's just sitting round. Um, I'm, I'm not enjoying it. I'm, I'm focused on my future, not the past. So he wants to inspire. He said when he was a school kid, he, he still did a tour of the uh, museum at the MCG, mm. And he was really, really inspired by what he saw. It was one of the reasons he took up boxing and became such a fit athlete. He's hoping he might be able to do the same thing for youngsters. There won't be too many boxing medals in that museum, if there are any. And I, I just think it's a really lovely thing to do. And, mm. yeah, I, you, you can't praise the kid enough. And it says a lot about, as I've said those names before, there's some, it's such a violent. Forward. but and I, I used to think when i was growing up they can't be nice they want to build and <laughs>
3: all this but geez, he's a good kid he, he, really is, is. he. he certainly is yeah. buzz
4: i'm being a bit self-indulgent here in january i did a double page spread on the release of craig field from yeah. jail and i notice you've got an item in your column today that yeah. he's trying to restore his reputation and he attended a fundraiser for the Kooti Surf Lifesaving Club last week, where you wrote this morning, he spoke honestly and remorsefully about his actions that led to his conviction of manslaughter.
21: Yeah, yeah I spoke to a couple of guests, including Steve Gillis, who were at the function and they said he, he spoke re- really well and he spoke with, you know, genuine not shame, it's not the word, but regret about um, what had happened and the time he spent in prison and You know, maybe Craig Field, with a bit more redemption over the next two or three years, will be in a position to talk to rugby league players, to talk to kids in the schools. And it showed what happened that a night out in the grog, no matter what the circumstances, can go horribly wrong. And the more kids and the more footballers who get that message from people like Craig Field the better society is going to be, and um, I think it's good that he's out and about again. And look, nothing's going to bring back the, the, the poor fella who was the victim of manslaughter. But um, I, I like it, I really do, and it's a small step on the uh, you know the
3: road back. Exactly. Speaking of road back, Blake Ferguson is back in Sydney. Is he a yeah. chance of getting a contract, Buzz? NRL. Look. At
21: the moment, Ray, no. Look, the first call I made was to Parramatta because they've lost a couple of wingers and and, and they're short on the flanks. But look, there is not interest in Parramatta. I spoke to Adam O'Brien on Friday too in Newcastle, thinking Newcastle could probably do with a winger. No, not at this stage. But as Bulldog will tell you and all rugby league fans will tell you, these things change. And in another three or four weeks, Uh, clubs start suffering injuries and looking for experience and looking for a big powerful fellow to return kicks. I think it might change. I don't know. I don't think the NRL will put the big red felt pen through his name. He's done his time. He served 29 days in jail. He was foolishly caught in the possession of cocaine in Japan and blew a huge, a big money contract. But look, you know, um, sadly, cocaine has done in society. And, and you saw Brett Naden at Penrith took it the night before the grand final, but then only got a four weeks. Of, you no longer get the two years. Mm. And um, I'd like to see Blake given another opportunity. He's 32 years of age. I think he showed at Paramedal last year. He's still got it. And I don't know, Dino, your thoughts?
4: Uh, yeah, I, look, I think everyone loves Fugo. For who he is, Buzz, he's a big cuddly teddy bear, isn't he? But you know, he's yeah. stuffed up, there's no yeah. doubt about it. But I yeah. think he's got a lot to offer on a reduced contract. He's got a lot of experience. He's only thirty two, Buzz, he's probably got another yeah. one, two years left. So yeah, look, I think someone will pick him up along the way. Yeah. Uh, he's mm. such a he's such a clumsy bugger, Bulldog. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. He's lovable though, isn't he, Furgo? You can't help but yeah, like he him. Is.
21: Yeah. Buzz, yeah. another
4: interesting piece you had, um suddenly Bill Williams has invited Jeff Robinson to his fight against Barry Hall and windsor Of course, Jeff battling throat sure. cancer. That's a lovely gesture from SBW.
21: Yeah, look, tell me when SBW first arrived in Sydney as a youngster in 2003, it was. Um, he played a bit of football with Jeff Robinson's son and, and Robbo became very friendly and, and helped Sonny Bill adjust to life in Sydney. And Recently, Tony Bill heard of, of his battles with cancer and he, he went and visited him at his home in Sydney's West. But he's invited to the game. He'll go with his great mate Arthur Laundy and
3: it'll be great to
21: see Robbo there. It should mm. be a big fight.
3: Yeah, wishing Robbo all the, the best. The story I love this yeah.
21: morning, guys, um, was Lowy Daly going bush yesterday.
3: Did you see that?
21: Yeah, in um, your column, yep. Yeah. Junie yeah. diesels? Yeah, this is a really special, because i tell you what annoys me there's all these political games going on at the New South Wales Rugby League at board level. And three of the people on the board are country rugby league officials who seem to be, in my view, more concerned about keeping their jobs and their free tickets and their, you know, the the stuff that comes with on Origin Night of being a director. So it's left to great people like Laurie Daly, like Trent Hodkinson, like Adam Perry, the former Bulldogs, hooker, who give up their weekends and travel all the way to June yesterday for registration day. Now, June diesel are going so bad, they're going to struggle to put a first grade side into the country competition this year. So these guys very, very generously gave up their time and the kids loved seeing them there. It happened with Laurie Daly Oval there and um, I, I think they deserve congratulations and I think certain directors of the New South Wales Rugby League should be get off their bums and get out there and do a bit of this themselves.
4: Yeah I've been down there a lot of times as you know Buzz and certainly the town of Juneau is very passionate about their rugby league but the last few years they have had some number problems in terms of players?
21: Yeah look it's COVID, Bulldog is one of the reasons. Um, you, You know there's floods in the northern rivers and Look, in fairness, the New South Wales Rugby League are throwing in a lot of money to pay registrations, insurance, by footballs, tackling pads, etc. But a lot more needs to be done. And you know how strong Peter Volandis is about participation. It's not just in metropolitan areas, it's in the bush, which has always been a, an important lifeblood for the game and uh, future recruitment.
3: Mm. Hey, Buzz, before we get your tips on today's two games to complete round two, we. I hope you listened to our interview with Craig Bellamy because you've got a piece in What's the Buzz? And I think it sort of sums up Bellamy's standing not just in rugby league, but in the sporting world.
21: Oh, I heard. I heard. It. He's, he's a great man. And that was a wonderful, uh, that was a wonderful presentation in Melbourne the other night. And I've got to give the South Sydney Rabbitohs a wrap that they stayed on the field. You know, no one asked them to, but I was very disappointed after Golden Point loss but. It's a mark of the respect Craig has across the game. As they stayed on the field. The South players individually shook his hand afterwards. And just a great night for the game. I thought Andrew Abdo did a very good speech. And, yeah, it was great.
4: Buzz, we've got a text come in from Shane, who just lived up there in Butterham. When I heard Australia's most powerful man was at Shark Park last night, I thought ScoMo was there. But I didn't realise ah. it was actually Buzz. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need that much powerful stuff. (laughs) I'm pretty powerful, (laughs) Buzz. You keep keep telling us every week. Oh, stuff! (laughs) You're the only man to put yourself in your top 100 power list. I didn't put myself in. You know I
21: did. So don't carry on
4: with that, one. You might not not only that you put yourself in the top (laughs) ten. It's a scandal.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Buzz. Not Knights Tigers at four o'clock. Bulldogs and Broncos at six. Yeah, the Knights will win, and
4: um, I
21: think the Broncos will win. And just on your topic of the day, you were talking about mm. great upsets. Mm-hmm. 1981, Headingley in England.
3: Oh, oh of course. Botham's test.
21: 500 to 1, the pop mm. the late great, the the late great, Rod Marsh and Dennis Hilly had something on him at 500 <laughs> to 1. Absolutely no suggestion of a rot. But botham, I looked it up, called 149 and Bob Willis, Eight for 43.
3: Yeah, no, that was tough to watch. But,
21: but, but because the test wasn't over in two in two days, Dean wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> he liked, um,
3: Phil likes to see England
4: win games over Australia. That's what we argue all the time.
21: No, no, no I don't, Dean. Yes, you I'm do. i Ray when you were in bed the other night.
4: How many passports have you got, how Phil? I,
21: how, how much I enjoyed the five-day Pakistan test match with Australia. It was thrilling.
4: Have you got a red passport? <laughs> I no comment. No, have you got a red passport? I do have a big okay. Thank you, Phil. Yeah. Lovely to speak to yeah. you again. <laughs> See, See you next week. <laughs> hey, See Buzz.
3: You, Take care. Enjoy the weekend, Buzz. Phil, Buzz, Rothfield, joining us with all things sport. Dinner quickly, your tips for today. Knights, Tigers? Uh, Knights will win that. And Bulldogs, Broncos?
4: Oh, 50-50. I think the Broncos will win that, Ray. Fair but enough. it'll be very, very tough. Okay. Any team changes just quickly? Just quickly, Ray. Caelan mm-hmm. Ponga goes out. Tex Hoy comes in for that Newcastle side against the Tigers. Yep. James Tarmo ruled out Alex Twell in the front row, Thomas McCarley on the bench for the Tigers. Bulldogs to Vita Pangai makes his starting debut after missing last week, and the Broncos big news here: Adam Reynolds back from COVID
3: he partner Albert Kelly, Billy Walters, goes back to the interchange bench. Begin for the Broncos and Adam Reynolds playing. Coming up on Racing HQ with Simon Harrison, Gary Harley will preview this big country championships wildcard day at Scone, and Ben Walker will look at the meeting at Orange. On Radio Tab, stand by for past the post. If you would like to revisit any of today's show or interviews, go to Spotify or the podcast app on your iPhone or Android. Thanks for listening over the last three hours. Enjoy your Sunday, everybody.
4: And enjoy your sport.